It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. Christmas has come and gone. The new year is just a little bit ahead. We are back for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville with you. Happy to have you along on this Friday, December the 27th, 2019. Last show of the year, not of the season. Where did 2019 go? <laughs> it's been a very fast year. It's already week three. Well, I mean, so right. we, we, we are moving and cranking through, and, and, you know, what a great time for basketball. If you love the game of basketball as we do, it's a great time. Not, not just at the high school level, but because – You've got uh, all these high school tournaments uh, going on, but of course, you know if, if it's Christmas, it's kind of become the NBA. So if you like to watch the NBA, that that's your day. And then there's a lot of good college events coming up. Some of some of the good showdown games uh, before your conference seasons begin. So lots of great basketball this week, this weekend. There are a lot of games spread throughout the country that we are keeping our eyes on tonight. Games in Myrtle Beach. Um, you know, there are other games, through, like I said, throughout the state. And then, again, some schools going out of state. We'll give you a little teaser here that top-ranked team in West Virginia went down to defeat today. Barely. Barely, yes. And we'll talk much more about that as we go along. That was in class AAA. Um, you know, still some, uh, some interesting scores going on right now. And, and, Joe, before we get into the full scoreboard, the little general shootout. At the Armory. At the Armory this The Battle year. of the Armory or yeah, something yes, like that. <laughs> yes, and it is uh, – it's had a day full of really good basketball games to this point. Yep. Uh, I know uh, Sherman and uh, Charleston Catholic, I believe, started it off earlier this afternoon. And uh, they've just got a lot of good high school talent on tap for this weekend. You've got Woodrow Wilson and Logan playing. Boy, if that doesn't take you back a little bit, right? I mean, that, that was classic. That was some of those classic yeah. games. That game's in progress. But we know you are here wanting to get scores, so say no more. This is basketballnight.com scoreboard update. I pump faked them. I got them. I thought, there we go. They woke up. Well, that was on me. I kind of stumbled through that a little bit. My fault. Bill, we'll turn you loose with the boys' scores tonight. All right. Let's start off with that game we were just kind of uh, teasing down in uh, Myrtle Beach at the 39th Annual Beach Ball Classic. University Hawks lose a heartbreaker to Millennium, Arizona by a score of 65-63. The Hawks had a shot on the baseline of the buzzer that was blocked. Uh, Great opportunity to tie it, and uh, they just couldn't get it. So University goes down to Millennium, Arizona, but big-time competition going on there. Uh, Riverside tonight losing to Bridgeport by a score of 65-40 in the Lewis County Tournament. It was uh, Frankfurt falling to Elkins in the Lincoln Hoops Classic, 56-54. Lincoln beat Scott in that uh, same event, or actually it's the end of three. 43-39, Lincoln's leading the Scott Skyhawks. little general shootout we've been talking about it. First off, Charleston Catholic beat Sherman 65-39. It was Greater Beckley Christian convincingly over Princeton. 76-51. Westside falls to T.C. Williams of Virginia, 76-58. Shady Spring beat George Washington, 54-51. That's a double-A beating a good triple-A. Uh, Patriot uh, of Virginia, 60-54 winner over Wyoming East. Halftime score in the little general shootout. Logan uh, falling right now to Woodrow Wilson, but a close game. 34-28, Woodrow Wilson leading the Wildcats 
Again, that is a halftime score. Petersburg Holiday Tournament. Pendleton County beats Moorefield 52-37. In the Ritchie County Tournament, uh, Lincoln County beat uh, Harmon 72-35. In the uh, Clay Patel beats Gilmore County by a score of 82-44. Uh, in the Undos Tournament up in the uh, Northern Panhandle, Lindsley beat the Winfield Generals. Final score there was 61-48. to uh, Hedgesville beats Colleton County, South Carolina, 60-49 uh, to that score. John Marshall gets a win over Buckeye Trail of Ohio, uh, 72-65. to It was Wheeling Park beating Musselman, 61-42. Spring Mill falls to Freedom of Virginia, 72-44. to Huntington St. Joe beats uh, Portsmouth, Ohio, Notre Dame, uh, 67-41 in that one. Polka falls to Mingo Central uh, in a uh, Cardinal County or Cardinal Conference game, 57-49. Bluefield beats Oak Hill, or actually that's an end of three score, 56-43. Parkersburg falls to Parkersburg South, 70-52. Uh, no love loss there. It was Greenbrier West over Richwood, 75-41. Webster County. Uh, they beat uh, Roan County this evening, 73-68. And an end-of-one score, Chapmanville, a 25-6 lead over Mount View. Joe, we'll turn you loose with the girls' scores. Over on the girls' side of the scoreboard and the Strasburg Rams Hardwood Classic, it was Moorefield, the Lady Yellow Jackets, going down to defeat today to Buffalo Gap, Virginia, 52-48. The Lady Spartans of Greenbrier East knock off... Uh, Santosis, Florida, 80-57. That is a final in the Florida uh, tournament. The Lady Skyhawks of Scott knocked off Point Pleasant today, 45-35. Shady Spring, the Lady Tigers, get a win over Polka, 57-32. It was Lincoln County knocking off the Lady Lumberjacks of uh, Valley Wetzel, 75-38. That is in a Ritchie County tournament. Oak Glen falls to... Petersburg, 67-61. It was Cabell Midland knocking off Berkeley, South Carolina, 61-50. That is in the Low Country Invitational. Magnolia picks up a win over Charleston Catholic, 42-29. That is in the Undoes Tournament. South Charleston, the Lady Black Eagles pick up a win over Fairland, Ohio, 61-55. That is in the Marietta shootout. That game went to overtime. East Hardy falls to Stewart's Draft, Virginia, 63-16. Cameron, the Lady Dragons pick up a one-point win over Ritchie County, 37-36. That is in that Ritchie County tournament. Weir falls to Grafton, 52-44. It was Pocahontas County over Herbert Hoover, 47-36. That is in the Mario Tournament at Parkersburg Catholic. Huntington St. Joe, the Lady Irish, picking up a win over Spalding, Georgia, 77-42. And it was Billsville, Ohio, falling to Wheeling Central, 52-50. And that is in the Undo's Tournament uh, as well. So that's a look at your basketballnight.com scoreboard. Full slate of games tonight as uh, teams try to get some games in between now and the new year. And one, you know, several teams have traveled out of state. We've talked about that. Cabell Midlands girls picking up a win today over Berkeley, South Carolina. That game um, played in Somerville 
uh, South Carolina. And on the phone with us is the head coach of the Cavill Midland Girls basketball team, Matt Atkins. And coach, anytime you can take the show on the road, get a win, not a bad thing. Coach Atkins, can you hear us? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. All right. Taking the show on the road, getting a win on the road, never a bad thing. No, never, not at all, not at all. Uh, You know, girls played well today. And that that tournament, of course, in Somerville, South Carolina, part of the Carolina Invitational. How do you prepare your team for games such as, okay, you get the game today, you know in advance who you're playing, but – I mean, kind of from here on out, you don't get a chance to really scout your opponents much, do you? No, it just you know after today, it just kind of depends on who wins, and you know we watch to the next game, but we didn't stay for the whole game, so we're not sure who we're going to play tomorrow. Matt, you guys are off to a great start this year. Uh, uh, maybe in in some cases a little under the radar around the state, but uh, talk about uh, you know uh, your start and uh, you know just what's been behind it. Well, you know, the big thing behind that is um, the fact that you know we just we've got we've got girls who are, you know they play as a team. They don't they don't care who takes the next shot. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, we've got kids who um, come together and they just you know they encourage the other one to take a shot if they get one. You know, they play as a family, and that's you know that's kind of our motto. And I know a lot of teams are you know using that, but the thing about it is with our girls is you know they bought into the family atmosphere. And one thing about playing in these uh, tournaments, uh, getting on the road, it has to get you ready for the, the tough competition that you got coming up because you, you got a, a lot of big encounters in the MSAC coming up and uh, you getting out down there and getting in the south. And you get a little road test. It's got to help. It, it really does. I mean, you see how you see how different teams play, how they you know how they function, how they. Um, uh, what what their goal is, and it does it does help, you know, to get you know to get exposure to other teams. And like you said, the MSAC is tough. I mean, you've got Parkersburg, Huntington, um, you know, just GW, just tough teams. And you know, I don't think we have a, I don't think you can afford to take an eye off. And so far, you know, we've won some close games in the state, and you know, our girls, our young team, and they've played well. And, you know, I couldn't be more proud. One of those wins earlier this year, an overtime win at home over Boyd County, Kentucky. They were in the Sweet 16 in Kentucky a year ago, had Miss Basketball. She graduated since then, but that was a real tight game that you guys were able to come out and get the win and then follow that up just a week later with a very tough road win at Parkersburg South. I mean, you're getting both. It seems to me, just looking at your scores, you're good in those close games and you're taking care of business when you've got a little bit of a, a talent advantage. We are, um, and that's, you know, just can't be, as a coach, you can't be more pleased with the team, you know, how they've come together, but also how they are playing that, in that crunch time. You know, and there's, you know, there's some, some games, you know, we, we won big, but the other games that really test us, we won as well, you know, for a young team to win in overtime against the Boyd County team, who to me is one of the best teams. And, you know, I know Parkersburg South hadn't won a game, but, you know, the team they have doesn't speak to their record, so. And tomorrow you will take on Concordia Prep, uh, the Saints out of Towson, Maryland. They picked up a win earlier today. They are overall, uh, looks like they're about 9-5. and five. Uh, They may have got some more games in early. But, again, that's shaping up to be another big test for your team tomorrow. 
I, I think so. What we saw was you know, they got a they got a post player who kind of does everything for them. Um, so you know that's going to be our big thing is trying to stop her. Um, but you know, as I tell the girls, that's why you play the game. You can plan and plan, but once that ball goes up, it's anybody's game. So absolutely and. Coach Matt Atkins of the Cavill Midland girls basketball team. Let's uh, one more quick thing to kind of talk about here, and that is uh, looking at the girls' associated press rankings from earlier in the year. You guys were not in the top ten. I have to believe, though, that uh, as the season goes along, I mean, I know you probably don't pay attention to polls, but I mean, does your team pay attention? And you do you hear anything uh, about that? Maybe in practice. They do. They pay, you know they pay attention, and it's good for them to get that recognition. You know, it, it, I guess it's you know it's good for them to see something coming out of their hard work, and you know that's what we like. But I always tell them too to keep them grounded. You know, in our state, you know, at this time of the year, the polls they're great to have, but you know we want to keep working for March. So, absolutely. And Coach Matt Atkins, we thank you so much for joining us today. I know you're. It's not necessarily a vacation trip, but still enjoying the the trip down in South Carolina and part of the Carolina Invitational. A big win today and a big game coming up tomorrow. Coach Atkins, once again, thanks for calling us, and good luck tomorrow. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a good one. All right. That's Coach Matt Atkins of the Cavill Midland Girls basketball team. And uh, something else to mention there, kind of to to finish the thought, is that while they were unranked in the AP poll, which uh, was a preseason poll, it hasn't had a second poll since then but in the coaches poll which has now put out uh two rankings over the course of this season they they are ranked fifth so getting some recognition there it's interesting to take those preseason polls at the end of the season and compare them to how the final you know poll comes out and there'll be some teams in there that's it's you know stays pretty much in play but there's some teams that come out of nowhere and there's some of those teams that just totally fell off the radar as well and it's just it's fascinating how that works exactly and also i want to hit a another little note uh talk about a barometer about girls basketball in in west virginia uh you mentioned boyd county uh, which is in in the huntington area and it's a very well-known programs produced a lot of college players uh, well-coached team. Well, they play a lot of West Virginia teams to start the season. And to be honest with you, West Virginia teams have had their number because uh, Boyd County lost to St. Joe. They have split two games at Huntington High, and they lost to Cabell Midland. So that says something about the quality of the basketball on our side of the Big Sandy, at least in this part of West Virginia down here in the western end of the state. And as we mentioned, that was a Sweet 16 team a year ago in the state of Kentucky. Uh, those you know that's a state with only one state champion so that that really it means a lot to be in the final 16 in Kentucky they uh, also like I said they had missed basketball last year in Kentucky Savannah Wheeler she's now at Marshall we're going to step aside and take a break much more to talk about on this final basketball night basketball Friday night of 2019 a whole lot to talk about when we come back here on basketball Friday night in West Virginia. This is break one along the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. High school basketball action is heating up as the teams focus on a trip to the state championship in Charleston. Stay up to date 
with your local team and its progress all season long with Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia for three hours every Friday night from 9 to midnight. Listen online or in great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. You'll hear sports writers, broadcasters, coaches, players, and your calls recapping your team's game. Visit BasketballNight.com for more details on how you can become part of the show. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. We want to thank everyone tonight that's already called, sent texts, tweets, and emails. We appreciate you being part of the show and helping us cover all high school basketball in West Virginia. Join us on the phone tonight. Share your team's game. Call toll-free 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup. At Hoops underscore Roundup. You can text the show with any info or scores. 304-249-4924. Text the show at 304-249-4924. Go to our website, check out the scoreboard, find out how you can connect with the show tonight at basketballnight.com. Some of our latest Twitter followers. Just a few moments ago, WVU fan Ashley Smith, Amelia Cole, Don Smith, Caden, Tracy Dempsey, Stephen Marshall, Jason Stewart, and Ball Ball 2020. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Looking to take some classes but not sure you can make it to campus? Marshall offers a wide variety of online classes that fit your needs. Visit marshall.edu slash muonline and register today. Marshall offers more than 200 online courses, and undergraduate and graduate majors offered exclusively online. Are you waiting for the perfect time to get your degree? Now's the time. Visit marshall.edu slash muonline, where you'll find that Marshall is the right fit for you. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 918 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville with you. A couple of, you know, we, we've got a lot to talk about. First off, I want to give a quick shout out. A couple of my former high school baseball coaches are in attendance with us here today. <laughs> Uh, Jeff Wallace, who was an assistant when I played at Wayne High School. Yeah. Also, Jason Holmes was an assistant when I played at Wayne. And um, he's been at Cabell Midland more recently. And uh, just, just good to see good to see people. Yeah. Places crawling with pioneers. <laughs> what can I say? He's got the wagon circled up. Circle the wagon. Hey, that, that's the thing. Like You might only see one or two of us sometimes, but there are more just waiting around. Yeah, there's no doubt. And we all know where each other are. You know, that's just how it goes. We're grouping. Yes. Uh, a couple of things that I talk about uh, in particular. I'm, we'll work on diving a little deeper into these scores. But um, with the boys' scores right now, Mingo Central picks up a, a big win tonight on Minor Mountain against Polka. 57-49. That's a Mingo Central team that just surpassed its win total from last year. Of course, when you have Drew and Devin Hatfield back, that helps. Also had a transfer from Belfry, Kentucky, 
uh, come over. So that that program is right back to where it was basically before last year. Right, it, and it's been a couple of years since they've had a you know a winning, and then I say a winning season as far as that goes. Uh, of course, the uh, Chapmanville coach was over there a few years back and had a successful program in the early days at Mingo Central. And then they've kind of struggled, but they're, they're back. Coach Stan Elkins uh, is the coach over there. He's a former uh, assistant uh, head coach there at Mingo Central. Has taken the helm, and, and uh, they've regrouped and, you know, off to a great start. Guys, I think that those guys at Mingo Central have a little motivation this year. And for the simple reason, for you know, many around the state may not understand this, but – they were basically given the boot from the Cardinal Conference, and this is their last year. So they are appealing. They they, they, they are appealing. That'll go. That's exactly well, the, the exactly interesting there. side of that is who do you appeal to? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you're, you're appealing to the people that kicked you out of the, of the conference exactly. seven, so, seven to two. But so what, what, what I'm saying close. is exactly. But what I'm saying they do have some motivation, and I think the kids just maybe using that a little bit for fuel, and we'll just see how that works and how that kind of last as the season goes on as they go through the Cardinal Conference schedule. From from a personal standpoint, you know, I'm I'm Scott, you know, I'm from Madison and we're in the middle of the Canal Valley in Mingo Central. Not a bad drive for us at all. But the the schools that complain was your your Nitros and your Winfields, Winfields. Uh, you know, on the northern end of the border and it's still not that bad a drive. You they, know, they and can they've got it almost all the way there. Exactly. Uh, and they've got a great, probably one of the nicest AA football facilities in the state. They've got it's a, awesome. And the gymnasium. Their complaint was, I think, baseball and softball, uh, but they just built a new ladies' softball field there, and it's supposed to be a first class facility, and they're getting ready to start on a baseball complex there as well. So, not sure what the gripe is other than the travel time. And I, don't, I really don't uh, think it's that bad. There are uh, rumblings of. More than oh, travel issues, well, but rumors, right? Exactly. That's I don't I don't know what happened. That, I, I just remember when I, I you know let me say this I pay pretty close attention to things Cardinal Conference related. Right. I had heard no rumblings that this was going to happen, and then yeah. it was just like, wait, what? What just happened? Month and a half ago, boom. Yeah, out of the blue. I'm, yeah. I'm like Ryan. You know, I I stay in contact with the coaches and so forth, but. It just to me it came. I was surprised when I saw it on Twitter. Now we don't know what happens in these meetings year to year or meeting to meeting. This might have been something that was brought up mm-hmm. and just kind of handled internally because you don't hear about anything unless there's a big movement such as this, um, kicking Mingo Central out of the Cardinal Conference. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Another game that kind of caught my attention: T.C. Williams, Virginia, beating Westside at the Little General um, Battle at the Raleigh County Armory. T.C. Williams. Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. That's right. <laughs> and uh, the, the you know the, the former football coach of a severe Herman Boone just recently passed away. Yes. He was in his upper eighties uh, from the movie Remember the Titans. So yeah, that high school that's a it's got a lot of history to it. It does. <laughs> but some they were in basketball uh, tonight in Raleigh County. But uh, and another out. score kind of jumps out. This game's a, a final now. Uh, Woodrow Wilson uh, knocks off. Uh, Logan seventy two sixty four, that it was uh, you know a good one over in the Armory as well. well there was a time you wouldn't be able to get a ticket to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and Woodrow needed that one. They they've had some up and down to start the season. In fact, you know they had a, uh, a home loss about a week and a half ago to Spring Valley. First time Spring Valley ever beat Woodrow in Beckley. So they've had a, kind of a rocky or inconsistent start. So nice win there for. For Coach Kidd and, and the Flying Eagles, Woodrow is two and three, and uh, that'll drop Logan to three and three. Uh, of course, 
you know, their star player missed the first, I think, three games. Uh, so, but I, and I thought they were pretty impressive without Mr. Early. Mr. So, yeah, David Dave Early, who Early. had gone to Beckley Prep and then transferred back, was not immediately eligible at Logan. But once the process all worked its way out, he got his practices and became eligible. And and just talking about David Early, I, I inquired to you know a couple of the, the Logan coaches uh, about his situation. Some say he really didn't want to go to Beckley Prep to begin with, but he was pressured uh, by some family and so forth. But you know, got over there, wasn't happy, and decided he was coming back home because he is a you know a Logan hometown boy. Speaking of Beckley, too, how about this? Just recently, with the emergence of Greater Beckley Christian, and now with Beckley Prep in town, it's it's a competitive environment to keep keep your kids out of middle school and through high school. It is. I think that probably has a little bit to do with Woodrow Wilson falling off exactly. I, in fact, yeah, I mean, Coach Kidd, Coach Ron Kidd, you know, his great record. I mean, he's probably having to sell his program now to some of the kids in town because uh, they have options. Right. And, and uh, I mean, it's you know, at the least, Beckley Christian, uh, if not Beckley Prep, depending on their level of competence. But yeah, I mean, that's amazing that you know, I mean, you think of Beckley, I mean. Kids, they're just dream of playing for the Flying Eagles. Now you got to sell them to, to play for Woodrow Wilson. Great game tonight in Wheeling. It was Lindsley Academy defeating Winfield 61-58 in overtime. Taylor Kennedy is a student broadcaster of the Winfield Radio Network. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And Taylor, tough loss, but excellent ball game tonight. It was a tremendous ball game here in Wheeling, West Virginia. I mean, I think the big the big story from tonight's game was two things. The first one was free throws. Winfield went, shot 10 of 18 from the free throw line. They missed their last four to end the game. But I have to give credit to Coach Chris Stevens. He's, he's done a tremendous job with rebuilding this program. Last year they had a below 500 record, but... Tonight was definitely a step up in the direction that Coach Stevens wants to get this team back to the state tournament. So I think, and give credit to Coach Lindsay as well. Coach, uh, I, I forget his, I forget his name. What help me out with his name? Lindsay's head coach. Um, I gotta be honest with you. Where they're not in the SSAC, we don't track them too closely. Track them, yeah. But regardless, I give I give a lot of I give a lot of credit to to Lindsay and what they've done. I mean. Yes, they're not in the SSAC, but to go up against a team like Winfield, who is in the SSAC, who's in the Cardinal Conference, and beat them in a neutral site is, by all means, give a lot of credit to them. They're they're a very talented ball group. They're led by Caleb Taylor tonight and Trevin Tush, T-U-S-H, and those two are two tremendous ball players. Tush had a lot of floaters that were just very contested. He's a tremendous ball handler, and I think I think also. It was a very gritty game. I, my the guy that did color with me, Coach uh, Joey Lefke, who used to be an old head coach and old assistant coach here in West Virginia, he predicted that the game would be in the 50s, maybe low 60s, and that's right where that score was. So, a lot of credit to both squads tonight, and definitely a step up for this in the future for the Winfield Generals. That's back-to-back overtime losses now for Winfield. Lost a tough game at Mingo Central. Uh, a little over a week ago, 62-59 in overtime. We were just talking about the Miners. They're undefeated and picked up a big win at home tonight over Polka and won by double figures. This this Winfield 1-3 and three record, to me, is a little deceiving. Oh, I don't disagree with you. I, 
I think if you look at if you look at their games that they've lost this year, they've lost all their all three of their games by less than ten points, which by all means is is a good stat. But then again, those are losses. But with the team that Coach Stevens has, it's not the most experienced team, but it's a team that is willing to put forth the effort and is and is one hundred percent committed to whatever is told to them by the coaching staff. So. Like you said, that record is very deceiving. But I think come conference play, whenever everybody starts getting into their groove and everybody starts finding and getting into their rhythm, I think they can definitely make a shot in their division in the Cardinal Conference with Poco. Just just to give you some insight, James Wallace is the coach at Lindsley, and he is a graduate of Lindsley. He went on to play basketball at Bethany College. So, you know, one of their own is back home coaching the team. Yeah, there you go. And, uh, Taylor, before we let you go, Back at it tomorrow. Tell me about tomorrow's game. Well, we, so we'll be we'll be looking forward to our next game. Uh, I haven't looked at any of the scores lately, but we're looking forward to playing either Wheeling Central Catholic or Trinity Christian. You guys would probably know the score better than I would, but both are great ball clubs. Both are led by two tremendous head coaches, especially for Wheeling Central and Mel Stevens. I would have loved to have seen a coach versus father matchup. That would have been a great. Uh, stories to tell on paper but then again the outcome did not go the way Winfield wanted it to go so we'll have to we'll have to keep progressing forward and keep marching towards what we want to do but I both both squads are very talented I mean Wheeling Central has a lot of returning players that made it to the state tournament a year ago I mean they're looking for winning their second state winning their second state championship in the last three years and a lot of those team and a lot of those guys that played in that 2018 team are on this roster right now, so they have a lot of experience. They have a lot of uh, a lot of winning mentality, and I think this team can go can go pretty deep in the same way with Trinity. I mean, when they made the state tournament last year, they still have a lot of their guys returning as well, even though they lost a couple of seniors. But I think it's going to be a good test for Winfield to see where they're at, and we can give we can pretty much give an early season prediction as to where this season is going to go for Winfield. Like like I just said. Once you play your first five games, you start to get the feeling and you start to get the sense of urgency of what you need to fix necessarily moving forward. And I think that's what Coach Stevens is going to look forward to tomorrow is what is going to need fixed moving forward. Because trust me, come conference play, there are a lot of good teams in the Cardinal Conference that will not be taking Winfield lightly. I mean, like Polka, for example. You just mentioned Mingo, uh, Chapmanville, and Logan, for example. I mean, a lot of good teams in the Cardinal Conference. And I think I think the coaching staff and especially the athletic department in general at Winfield has done a tremendous job with scheduling these games in the uh, non-conference schedule to try and get a feel for teams that have not only made the state tournament but have won games in the state tournament. So a very good test for Winfield tomorrow against either Trinity or Wheeling Central. And, Taylor, before we let you go, one quick question. How can people follow that game tomorrow? You can follow our game at Mixler.com, that's M-I-X-L-R.com slash Winfield-Radio-Network. I'll be tweeting I'll be tweeting that out about oh, probably about 30 minutes to an hour before tip-off. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Taylor underscore Kennedy 7. And that I'll, I'll be posting the link there a couple times before tip-off, and we'll We'll do pregame coverage about 15 minutes before tip-off, so we'll be ready to go come 5.30 tomorrow afternoon. All right, that's Taylor Kennedy, student broadcaster of the Winfield Radio Network. Generals fall tonight to Lindsley in overtime, 61-58. Greatly appreciate him calling and joining us. When we come back, we've got the governor. 
of West Virginia, the head coach of the Gainsborough girls basketball team. The governor's last coach. Yes. Yeah. We'll have Jim Justice when we come back on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University, visit basketballnight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. Watch our live, high-definition video stream by going to basketballnight.com. All it takes is just one click to watch. Listen online with any computer or mobile device by clicking the Listen Live tab. And... You can check out our affiliates page. We have radio stations throughout the Mountain State broadcasting basketball Friday night in West Virginia, and we want to thank them. We want you to become part of the Basketball Friday Night family, too. We'd like for you to become our correspondent and update us on your team's games. And you can follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Call the show tonight. We want to hear from you. Toll free. 855-784-6677. 855-784-6677. Give us an update on your team's game. You can tweet, text, email, or give us a call. Find out how by visiting basketballnight.com. Special thanks again to all of our affiliates carrying the show tonight, including Marshall University's flagship station, the Cutting Edge 88.1 FM WMUL Huntington, 104.5 FM WASP LP in Huntington, 101.1 FM WVWV LP in Wayne, 90.7 FM WFGH Fort Gay, and 95 The Sports Fox WBES Charleston, 9.50 AM. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Join us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 9.34 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Full house on set with you tonight. Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, I'm Ryan Epling. Happy to have you along with us, spending your last Friday of 2019 with us and keeping up with basketball all through the great state of West Virginia. You know, the Greenbrier East Spartans girls basketball team, a perfect 7-0 and on the season. Uh, off to another fantastic start are the Spartans. They will have a little bit of time. Well, let me look here. I'm sorry. I'm incorrect there. Let me back up one second. Picked up a win tonight over Santa Lucis, Florida. That game in Jupiter, Florida. That's about an hour and a half north of Miami and back in tournament play again tomorrow. And joining us is the head coach of the Spartans and the governor of West Virginia, Jim Justice. And Coach, good to have you with us tonight. Oh, no, guys. Uh, you know, I'm tickled to death to talk to you. I'm sorry I wasn't able to get to you this afternoon, but uh, you know, I had to coach a ball game. So, uh, <laughs> so nevertheless, it's good to talk to you. Uh, we know you're busy, and we certainly appreciate your time. And your ball club off to a very good start. Well, they are off to, you know, we played a, we played a really nice team today, a 7A team. 
you know, down here right outside of Jupiter, Florida, and, uh, uh, you know, different, you know, different times, you know, you know, about everybody tries to go to some holiday tournament somewhere, and, uh, and I think this is a really good one. You know, we're, we're playing a really nice team tomorrow out of, uh, I think they're called Pleasant Ridge. And, you know, I don't know where in Kentucky they're located, but I watched them play, you know, after we played and at six o'clock this evening, and they, uh, they're the real deal. So, so they, uh, they played a nice game, and so I, I, I'd say we'll have our hands full tomorrow. Well, it should be a lot of fun. Tell me a little bit about, you know, being able to take the team on the road. You're a long way from home. And, and you know, what that does with your team from a bonding standpoint and also being able to keep it together on the floor against good competition. Well, they rode 19 hours on a bus yesterday. <laughs> and, and so that was that was a challenge. But, uh, but nevertheless, uh, you know, they... It came out really strong today in the first half. You know, we're able to put a lot of pressure. We've got some really, really nice shooters and, you know, a lot, a lot of, you know, different dimensions. Of, you know, we these kids know a lot. You know, you guys know we, uh, we switch defenses constantly and we run lots of different sets offensively and they just, they just know a lot of stuff and it gives me a kind of a war chest to pull from, but, uh, but, this is a nice team, and you know they it's still early in the season. They still got a long ways to go. They've, uh, you know, they they haven't really been tested quite yet. Even though they played some pretty decent teams, you know, they just, uh, you know, they just haven't really been tested. So, so we'll see. Uh, I mean, uh, as we go forward, uh, you know, that. Uh, uh, we'll see. We'll we'll see for sure in the next couple of games down here too. Hey, coach, let's talk about your team a little bit. I'm looking over the roster, and you're pretty well balanced. I mean, you're not you know senior late, you know heavy. You're not uh, freshman heavy. You've got some sophomores and juniors in the mix. So just give us an overall view of your team. Well, we've got some experience, and we've got some really young kids. We've got uh, we've got five kids. We've got six kids that all could start. And, you know, and we actually, we played the first six games. We alternated them all, all the way through. So we started a different lineup every night. And, uh, but of those six kids, five of them can really shoot it. And that's, and that's, that's really good. You know, it's really unusual. But, uh, but we've got, you know, the Dunbar kids back. You know, she's, uh, she's helping us a lot inside. You know, Haley's playing, Haley McClure's playing just absolutely lights out, you know, but, uh, yeah, and then you've got, you know, Amaya Damon, who's, who was a freshman last year, sophomore now, and Amaya is as strong as she can be. you got her point guard back, Kate Perkins. You know, you've got Emma Dodson back. You've got a little freshman, you know, in, uh, in Caden Stewart, who can just absolutely shoot the eyes out of it. So, so uh, the long and short of it is, you know, I think, I think from the, from, you know, that we've, we're we're really strong, you know, in the top six, and deep enough beyond that to uh, to be able to fill in and fill in well. And so, so you know, it's just it's just a matter of uh, that we got we got a ways to go. That's all there is to it. Governor, first off, uh, uh, I was down in Florida last weekend for the Gasparilla Bowl, so hopefully you'll have better results than I did on my trip, but. Uh, 
I, I will say that, you know, with your experience coaching, uh, and you, you've taken girls to tournaments uh, for a lot of years, you know, talk about the uh, aspect of balancing the work you want to do the, the, in wanting to get results on the court with, especially going to Florida. You, you, the kids are going to want to go have some fun, maybe get a little beach time. How do you balance that out? Well, you balance that. I hate to say this, but, you know, we don't play till 4 o'clock tomorrow. We didn't play till 2 o'clock today. Our kids weren't on the beach yesterday. They, I mean, today, they're not going to be on the beach tomorrow until after we play. We don't play Sunday. We'll go, we'll go to the beach on Sunday and then play again on Monday and then get on the bus and head home. But uh, but we're here to play basketball first and foremost. And uh, and, and the kids, you know, the kids are great with that. But uh but you want them to have fun. I mean, that's that's why that's why you play athletics and everything to to have some fun and and and, and learn a lot from it. But uh, but I, you know, we we really really try as hard as we possibly can all the time to make this experience the greatest experience for each and every one of them that it can possibly be. But at the same time, we want to be serious about what we're doing. I mean, I, I hate to say this because this, this may not sound exactly right, but uh, but I got plenty to do, and and I'm not <laughs> going to be a vet ball coach. You know, I, if if I'm going to do this job, I'm going to do it right, and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability for these kids. And so, so uh, and, and I've done it a long time. Gosh, no, it's hard to believe how long, but uh, <laughs> but it's uh, it, it's good. It's really good. And coach, before we let you go, we know you'll you want to get some uh, try to get some sleep tonight after a long day, obviously. But um, Haley McClure, we will have a lot more on her as we go on throughout this show. She's our standout athlete of the week this week. Uh, she had two forty-point games back to back for you—a two-time first-team All-State selection and a second-team All-State selection her freshman season. That's a pretty good place to start when it comes to a leadership role on your team. I'd say that's the understatement of all time. <laughs> you know, I mean, Haley's the real deal, and, and it just so happened that, you know, while we were talking, she just walked in the door. And, uh, and, and so she's sitting here talking to my wife, Kathy, and, uh, but, but Haley is, Haley's always there, and, you know, she, she just works really hard all the time. She works every single day. But this is a smart kid and a really pleasant kid to be around, and, uh, it's a winner. I mean, Haley's going to go through her life and do all kinds of great stuff, and uh, she's going to play lots and lots of basketball games to come, and, and, you know, I could never be more proud of her. I just, I'm just going to be awful sad, you know, when this last game's over. So, so uh, you know, but, but she, she's been a star in lots and lots of different ways. Oh, well, I'll enjoy Watching it while we can because they uh, that's the sad thing. Seniors graduate, but it's also a good thing in the long term as well. Governor Jim Justice, head coach of the Greenbrier East Girls basketball team, joining us from Jupiter, Florida, and coach slash governor, congratulations on the win, a fantastic start, and hopefully we'll get to talk some more basketball on down the line. All right, guys. Listen, you guys do a great job for our entire state, and I really appreciate you in every way. Thank you again. All right. That is the governor of the great state of West Virginia, Jim Justice. We greatly appreciate that. We're going to step aside and take a break. When we come back, Eric Little, WBBB, will join us. Yep. You got bumped by the governor, Eric. Sorry. We'll get you when we come back. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. 
For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. It's the Daily Hoops Roundup, part of basketballnight.com. Every day we recap the day's scores just for you on all the teams in West Virginia. We send followers an email at 8 o'clock with the Daily Hoops Roundup. You can also visit basketballnight.com and just check out the day's scores. We'd like you to become part of our score reporting crew during the week, too. Send us your team scores by Twitter, text, or email, and we'll make that part of our Daily Hoops Roundup. We want you to be part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia's family. On Twitter, follow us at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. Email scores at basketballnight.com. Scores at basketballnight.com. Send us a text, 304-249-4924. You can text scores to 304-249-4924. Check it out at basketballnight.com. It's the Daily Hoops Roundup. Don't forget, we got a poll question. Last week, do you like the new four-class system? 61% of you said yes. This week's question... Do you think that schools should be able to move up in classification under the new four-class system? Tell us yes or no. You've got till 9.30 tonight. Go to basketballnight.com to vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. You've got till 11.45 tonight. And, of course, we'll share the results with you and a new poll question for next week. It's all at Basketball Night in West Virginia. Shout out to our latest Twitter followers, Peyton and Jeff Swisher. They're part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 9.45 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, happy to have you with us. And it was really, really nice to talk to Governor Jim Johnson. Sometimes it, it surprises us a little bit. I mean, we, we, we had no clue. That was not prearranged tonight. He just happened to, you know, call in because we tried to get a hold of him earlier in the day. And, you know, so there he is. There he's, he was. He's got there another he great, great team. I, I got a feeling we're going to talk to some, him some more this year because they're going to be right up there. And they are definitely, once again, a player in the, the AAA uh, race girls basketball we're going to talk to tulsa lady rebels coach rick marone in a moment we'll also talk with the head coach of the saint joe boys basketball team ryan taylor in just a moment but eric little has been on hold for 11 minutes already and it's his (laughs) birthday wvvv parkersburg south gets to win over parkersburg tonight and eric from a broadcasting standpoint that's pretty good little birthday gift yeah it's a fun game to get to do uh, because the crowd is always into it. There are a lot of people that come out to this one, but uh, this was a little bit more on cruise control than Parkersburg South is usually able to take it against PHS. South had a chance midway through to late in the second quarter to pull away and really didn't take advantage of it. Their best score, Malachi Sylvia, was in some foul trouble, uh, so they were really treading water in the second quarter without him, and they did a good job to go to that bench to seal some minutes and then did pull away in the third quarter and turn it into somewhat of a laugh or late. Uh, but an impressive win. Uh, it's, it's Brett Rector's first win in the rivalry. 
Uh, we were talking to him in the post-game show. He's a Ravenswood guy. Uh, so uh, I, I think I – sorry about that. Oh, that's all right. No, I, I said uh, for you, a rivalry game, uh, I think you probably got here to ask where the hatchet was. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, R- Ripley Ravenswood for him, but yeah. uh, that, that, as far as he knows, that's what rivalry means. But uh, no, it, it was a good crowd that got into it early, and then allowed the Patriots to pull away. They got points from 11 different guys, and 10 of those came in the first half. So uh, they're finding ways to get this bench involved in the use of depth early in the season so that when they get foul trouble, it's not been a problem. They've had uh, quality options to lean on uh, in the interim. Parkersburg South getting the win tonight over Parkersburg 70-52. to And, Eric, that was coming off of a loss. Oh, listen. Uh-oh, listen to that. We what? always got to celebrate when a family member has a birthday. Yes, Eric is. Oh, part look of at that. Yes, right? Eric is part of the family. We will all eat Aww. cake. You won't get any of it because we can't get it. There, but, <laughs> but we will do it in your honor. We will eat well in your honor, Eric. Well, that's that's what I like to hear. I actually had uh, I actually had a fan bring me cake tonight. Wow! Uh, See, that's that's what I like about what Eric Little Fan Club. Yeah, hey, that's, I love that. <laughs> The Southside Psychos started the third quarter singing "Happy Birthday," and I was touched. I was touched, as I am right now, and I thank you for that. Hey, absolutely, and well, not a lot of time to celebrate. That's a big, emotionally charged rivalry game, even when one team is a, you know, significantly better than the other at this point in the season. But now you look at the ahead, and you get to see Billy C. Tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. I do. Look, looking forward to having you out at the Valley tomorrow night, Eric. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it as well. I think we're going to see an intense game, and honestly, I think it would have benefited Spring Valley a little bit more if this game tonight would have been a little bit more intense and a little closer. It's a rivalry game, but South was able to pull some fleet people a little earlier than normally you'd expect to, and I'm sure Spring Valley is still very stung and still remembers losing that regional final on their home floor last year. Yeah. And they're, they're going to want to get back after Parkersburg South, even though a lot of personnel are different than last year's group. It doesn't matter. Those jerseys on the front still say South. So I expect a good crowd tomorrow night and uh, a pretty intense basketball game. But you had to go from your crosstown rivalry to a regional matchup, a regional final rematch from last year and back-to-back nights. That's not the way you would script it if you could. But I think this team, for the, the Brett Rector's got, they're a loose group in that I don't think they look at things like that as an instrumental challenge. They're willing to take on whatever comes their way. You like that out of groups of players. You like that when a group might rally around some circumstances that others would be intimidated and or daunted by. Eric Little celebrating his birthday today, and Parkersburg South gets the win over Parkersburg 70-52. to He is the voice of the Patriots on WVVV. Eric, thanks so much. Once again, happy birthday, and happy new year, too. Thank you all. Appreciate the kind words and the, and, and the music, and happy new year to all of you as well. And uh, uh, Mr. Cornwell, I will see you tomorrow night. Yes, sir. We'll, we will we'll be right there. Parkersburg South visiting Spring Valley in boys' basketball action tomorrow. We're going to go right back to the phone lines. Mark Martin of WCHS-TV, Charleston Huntington, also a renowned voice for sports in our region, and he's witnessed a lot of basketball today in the little general uh, shootout down in Raleigh County at the Armory and in Beckley. And Mark, I know you're 
on your way back right now, making it, you know, you got, you got about an hour or so, but uh, still, tell me about the basketball you got to see today. Yeah, I really did. And guys, I hate to tell you, but uh, my birthday is Sunday. Well, happy uh, birthday, <laughs> early. <laughs> so you got the birthday guys coming at you left and right here. <laughs> so uh, um, uh, happy birthday to Eric, and uh, certainly congrats to Brett Rector. Uh, there's a guy I've, I've known Brett since he was a little tyke uh, learning to shoot a basketball there in uh, Jackson County. So uh, just a wonderful young guy. But, yeah, uh, it's the little general battle for the armory. That's what they're calling this event. And uh, it's a pretty interesting day. Uh, it started, uh, I did not do the first game. It was Sherman against uh, Charleston Catholic. Charleston Catholic won that game. And then uh, the second game, and this was uh, the division, was called uh, the Pepsi Bracket of this event. So the Pepsi Bracket had Charleston Catholic and Sherman. Uh, Charleston Catholic won that game, and then uh, it was followed by a nice win by a pretty good uh, Greater Beckley Christian team. They beat a, a pretty good Princeton team who was coming off a big win over Bluefield, and Greater Beckley got that win. So now tomorrow, Greater Beckley's going to play for the championship, but it's kind of interesting Charleston Catholic can only be a part of this thing for one day. So tomorrow, Clarksburg Notre Dame is going to come down and play Raider Beckley. So that should be a lot of fun. Jared and then uh, Sherman, yeah, and then Sherman, yeah, and then Sherman and uh, Princeton will meet uh, the first game, the two o'clock game. And then uh, tonight, uh, you know, you had uh, the uh, Shady Spring Tigers undefeated, and uh, they took on you know a great George Washington program, and uh, that was just a. A, a dandy basketball game. Shady won at 54-51. Luke LaRose got 19. Tommy Williams had 15. And Braden Chapman had 11. And uh, leading the way for George Washington was Evan Hughes. He had 16. He had 15 of those in the first half. So they kind of, uh, you know, he, he got a little foul trouble, too. He's a good player. And then the nightcap was uh, two old rivals, Beckley, Woodrow, Wilson, and Logan. And uh, Beckley pulls it out 72-64. to uh, they had uh, six guys score, and five of the six scored 70 points. <laughs> so they had five, five guys in double figures. Uh, ben Gilliam, who had a thunderous dunk to, uh, for uh, the final bucket of the game, he had 19, and uh, Aiden Ince had 17. Uh, K.J. Jones had 13, uh, 11 for Richard Law, and 10 for Maddox McMillan. And for Logan, great effort from David Early. I mean, you know, we've seen this guy for a long time, and uh, it definitely looks like he's in the best shape of his life. He had 27, and Mitchell Hainer had 20. That was a great basketball game. So, uh, Shady Spring, now they get a chance to play the Flying Eagles tomorrow evening, and I know they're looking forward to that. And that'll be uh, it was a great crowd there tonight, too, in the Armory. Of course, that place has you know, got a lot of history, the Beckley uh, Raleigh County Convention Center is what it's called. I've always known it as the Armory, but, uh, you know, just a great crowd there tonight. Great event, and so it should be a lot of fun tomorrow. And then GW and Logan will meet also tomorrow. So that's, uh, that's what I've been doing on my day off. <laughs> yeah, you're a nice, easy day, Mark. Just who can beat that, right? Martin, Martin, WCHS. Uh, I, like, yeah, I like getting to do some play-by-play. So I did the three games, and uh, Bob Bowler and I, you know, we do a lot of those Marshall games together, so this gives us a little chance to practice. And uh, so, yeah, Billy C. and I, we're, we're kind of winding down from Tampa. So. <laughs> hey, I've been <laughs> winding down all week, right Mark. <laughs> 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 we had a good time other than the outcome, you know, but uh, 
you know, it was a lot of fun, a good trip, and a good season for the herd. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. We'll want to do this again sometime. Hey, guys. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me, and uh, you guys take care of you, okay? All right. That's Mark thanks. Martin, WCHS TV. Eight, he had the call of games in the little general battle for the armory. You got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> you got it's it. still a mouthful, hey, but I got it. Hey, you talk about two guys that fun to listen to, uh, be it a, a Marshall ESPN Plus game or a high school game. Uh, Mark and Bob Bowling. There's a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience there. I'd love to hear Bob Bowling because Bob knows so much, and he's been in basketball forever. <laughs> we will. We will. I, want, I just want to say this real fast. We will go to Ryan Taylor first thing after the break because we're up against a hard break. We've only got a little more than a minute here, and I don't want to cut our time in with with now Coach Taylor. Yeah, it's right. Um, uh, former Marshall basketball standout and was part of the teams that kind of built up to that NCAA tournament run uh, a couple of years ago. And so, looking forward to talking to him. Just have to. I want. I want to leave enough time to speak with him. Yeah. And uh, we, we've lost Rick Marone again, but we'll find him <laughs> we'll at some find point. Him. Yes. We'll we'll send the uh, the car service to get him. As the Tulsa Lady Rebels were playing Chesapeake tonight at the old CK it, War it, Memorial. Yeah. yeah exactly. In, in now, I, you know, when when Rick comes on, he can kind of put it in perspective because uh, kind of a historic event down in in Canova tonight. Uh, well, Tulsa comes to Canova and, and they take on Chesapeake, and he actually had a couple of kids that played at CK coached against each other, and we'll but we'll let Rick tell more of the story. Right. That's just that's good stuff. That was good scheduling, and yeah, you know, it's just good good for and hopefully a good turnout involved. tonight too because they they were really pushing that in the community to you know to come out and support that absolutely and I'm looking forward to also in our next hour talking a lot more about that Shady Spring win over George Washington today and um, you know Luke LaRose the leading scorer today this is one of the first times he's been their leading scorer all year after you know and he's the all time leading scorer Nicholas at Nicholas Ryan. County High School so again it's a fascinating dynamic but when we come back after the break we will talk with Ryan Taylor head coach of the Huntington St. Joe Irish boys basketball team. They picked up a big win today over Cross River rival Ironton St. Joe from Ohio. We'll also talk with Mike Goddard, broadcaster WRLB in Lewisburg. He had the Greenbar West Richwood game. We'll have a scoreboard update. We'll hear from Rick Marone. So much to go. This is break four as we wind down hour one of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday night after the game. It's Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Big thank you to all of our radio affiliates throughout the Mountain State. You can listen on great radio stations, including... 92.5 FM, WZAC, Madison, Danville, Charleston. We're also on 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC, in Matewan. Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM, WMUL, in Huntington. You can also hear us on 105 KQV, WKQV Cowan, 105.5 FM, and heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM. We're on 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV, and Fisher, the Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX, Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY, Moundsville, 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood, Ripley. We're on Nights Radio, 91.5 FM, W. 
WRSG in Middleburn. Talk Radio WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits, 106 WHFI Linside, 106.7 FM. 95 The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston, 950 AM. Light Rock, 93R, WRRR, St. Mary's, 93.9 FM. The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD in Hinton. We're also on the greatest oldies of all time, 98.5 FM, 101.5 FM, WQAZLP, and we're on 101.7 FM, WYAP, LP, Clay. Thinking about joining the Marshall family? Visit marshall.edu slash tour and schedule a visit today. You can join us at one of our green and white days and see what being a son or daughter of Marshall means. You'll visit with administration and staff and see what Marshall has to offer. Can't make it for green and white day? Schedule a visit to one of our daily tours and get a personal look at Marshall's campus. To register for a visit to campus, go to marshall.edu slash tour or call 1-877-GO-HERD-1. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Second hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling alongside Bill Cornwell. Joe Linville, happy to have you along with us. Before we get too far along, we, we need to make a quick correction. And, a major and, correction. And, and, and I hope that you will understand that our crew does a fantastic job. They are dealing with 80-some ball games, So you can get a typo here or there. I mean, it, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it happens. We're all human. No big deal. We make mistakes. Yes, we do. Poka beat Mingo Central tonight, 57-49 on Minor Mountain. So the Dots are now 5-1. and one. It's Mingo Central's first loss of the year. They are now 3-1. and one. And so a good road win for Poka uh, to be able to go get that victory over Mingo Central. So we just wanted to line that out in boys' basketball tonight um, before we got too far along. Also tonight in boys' basketball, Huntington St. Joe picks up a win over Ironton St. Joe from Ohio, 67-41. Ryan Taylor is the first-year head coach of the Irish and a former Marshall Thundering Herd basketball standout. And coach, first off, congratulations on the win. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you much. And thanks for holding on with us tonight as well. Uh, your team couldn't be off to much better of a start, could it? Uh, no. Um, it's, it's going well so far. Uh, it's making things easier for me as a first year coach. And I mean, we're just playing good basketball right now, so. Ryan, uh, you've had such a good experience in your just in your just recently completed playing time. Talk about you know just some of the some of the, the folks that have have had an influence on you, and maybe some of the lessons that you've learned that you've now brought in as you're now uh, in their spot as a head coach with St. Joe. Um, uh, really, the, the the biggest one has been uh, Coach Dan D'Antoni. Just from. Um, I've heard prior years about St. Joe, and I know like they were they were good. They won state a couple of years ago, and then they had a couple of down years, and it was kind of like Marshall basketball. So I kind of treated 
the program how he treated Marshall when he first got the job back. And, Coach, you, you haven't lost yet. I, I mean, that's a pretty good start, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It, it makes things a lot easier um, on the court and off the court. So helps out a lot. Hey, Coach, what's, your, what's been your biggest adjustment going from being a player to a coach? Um, honestly, I just think trying to get the kids to do and approach the game how I approached the game when I was there playing basketball. It's totally different levels from Division One to going back down to high school. So just trying to get the players to approach every game as kind of almost like a, a must-win or important game for us. Coach Ryan Taylor of the Huntington St. Joe Irish. and Coach, when did you realize that, uh, again, you, you were just you were playing collegiate basketball just a little more than two years ago. When did you decide that you wanted to get into coaching? Um, it's always been there for me. I think the uh, biggest thing was I always looked at myself as a coach on the court, being a heady player, just knowing basketball, um, trying to be a couple steps ahead. And I've always wanted to, like, teach the youth about it and just help them out that way and help coaching my little brother back in Indianapolis. That, that, that gave me a kickstart also. Talk about some of the kids that have really been standing out for you tonight. You had a big night from Caden Warner, but uh, you, you, you had some kids that uh, I know that uh, brought a little uh, a little experience back. And, then, and but you got a lot of young kids, uh, a lot of sophomores and juniors that you're playing. So I mean, you're you're talking about a work in progress, and you're getting W's along the way. Yeah, yeah, it is. We're very young. Um, I only have one senior, but uh, my sophomore and junior class is heavy, and. Uh, they're they're important to us. That they're, they're on and off the court, teaching, learning, um, and they're they're just out there having fun. So, and it's a good thing that they're young. I, I don't have to be worried about next year being maybe trying to load back up or get the younger kids to be ready. They're they're learning now, and it's a big thing for us. Ryan Taylor, head coach of the boys basketball team at St. Joe. Again, a winner over Ironton St. Joe tonight and back in action tomorrow in that Ironton St. Joe tournament, correct? Correct, yep, correct. All right, Coach, congratulations on the uh, perfect start to the season so far and certainly wish you the best going forward. Happy New Year, and hope we get to talk some more a little bit later in the season. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Happy New Year. Thanks so much. That's Ryan Taylor, head coach of Huntington St. Joe. And uh, it doesn't surprise me that Ryan is doing well because you talk. About, he he mentioned it, and he, he's right. He was always a heady player, and he was kind of a coach on the floor. He was one of these guys that would pick other guys up. And it does not surprise me that he aspired to coach. And uh, I think he's going to have the makings of a good coaching career, no matter what level it ends. But he's off to a outstanding start. And the thing with uh, a school like St. Joe and a lot of the your your, your Catholic schools and private schools is the from year to year the uh, roster is kind of fluid. You know, There's a lot of guys in and out, in and out, and uh, that, that's been the situation there at, at St. Joe. But the guys he has, he has obviously melded pretty well to start the season. The Greenbrier West Cavaliers are four and zero after defeating Richwood today, seventy five forty one. Mike Goddard, broadcaster WRLB. In Lewisburg joins us now, and Mike, uh, basketball team is well uh, doing about as well as you could have asked at this point. Yes, sir. Uh, talked to Coach Robertson after the game tonight, and 
one of the questions I asked him was about the great start the Cavaliers are off to. And that there's not a lot of difference sometimes in 4-0 and 0-4, but you definitely take the former rather than the latter if you could get it. And able to come back tonight, you go on the road, they get that win, and doing so after a 10-day layoff. I know that the way the holidays fall, that happens a lot, but it seems like the kids handled it very well. They did. They came out and played really well tonight, and for the second straight game, uh, four kids in double figures, and when you can put four kids in, in double figures, you're going to win a lot of basketball games. Lawson Vaughn, uh, junior forward for the Cavaliers, uh, in our last game against Midland Trail, he came out with 11 points and 16 rebounds. Tonight, he just flip-flopped that, 16 points and 11 rebounds. He's done a really nice job for the Cavaliers inside. Uh, a different leading scorer each night for Greenboro West is uh, Caden Pack, a kid that I've mentioned on our bro- on your broadcast before. Uh, he led Greenboro West tonight with 18 points. Chase Hagee, the only senior member of the Cavaliers, chipped in with 12. And then we had a sophomore, Chase McClung, uh, with 10 points. So Greenboro West is out to a 4-0 start. Uh, I mentioned last week that the New River Valley Conference was rebooted this year. So Greenbrier West now with a, a 3-0 and record in conference play. And uh, I've heard you guys talking a lot about uh, the rivalries around the state. Uh, you know, I heard uh, Woodrow and Logan come up tonight. And, uh, you know, this Greenbrier West-Richwood game used to be a, a pretty intense rivalry as we had uh, John Estep as our head coach and Richwood with uh, John Jr., those were some pretty big battles. And uh, this Greenbrier West program, uh, it drips with as much history as, as any program does in the state of West Virginia. Ryan, I know you're probably familiar with Rusty Udy, uh, uh, sports writer for the Beckley Register Herald. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. He put out a great article uh, Christmas Day on uh, Greenbrier West's 1982 regional championship win that snapped North Fork's 111 game winning streak over double eight opponents and it also snapped their state championship run at eight and uh rusty did just a fantastic job of uh recreating that game uh he did some live interviews he used some some material out of uh, older newspapers and uh, if anybody didn't get a chance to read that this week they need to probably jump on uh, registerherald.com and, and look that up Always enjoy the the history of this sport in our great state, and there are all there are so many great stories to tell. And we're also fortunate to have several really good sports writers to tell those stories. Uh, also, uh, Mike Goddard, WRLB in Lewisburg. Yeah. the Cavaliers back in action after I, the year. If, Go ahead. If I may, if I could take my Greenbrier West hat off for just a moment, <laughs> and just as a basketball fan in Southern West Virginia. You know, I heard you guys talking a little bit ago about maybe some competition in certain areas and, and you know, having to sell your program. I, I enjoy the history of uh, high school basketball in West Virginia. And to me, you know, the, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. You know, it could be fool's gold. When you have that tradition and that, that – 
reverence around the state of West Virginia. I just can't see why you would want to leave a program like that. No, you're talking about growing up with your, you know, with your friends. You grow up with, with these guys, and you only get to spend so much time together. And I don't know if they realize that once high school ends, everybody goes their separate ways. It doesn't matter how close you are growing up. And I feel like sometimes people lose sight of the uh, the bigger picture, and instead they're looking for that instant gratification, and then all of a sudden it's over and done with, and you can't go back and fix it. That's my yeah. Opinion, anyway. I- yeah, I, I, and I agree. But uh, anyhow, listen, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, Coach Robertson, I'm sure he'd like to get on here and talk to you guys, but he was uh, he's a little under the weather, and his voice just wasn't too good tonight, especially after a two-hour basketball game. <laughs> well, we'll we'll try to get him, we'll try to get him next time around. Yeah. Uh, Mike, thanks so much okay, for all you do good. as well. Thank you, guys. Appreciate right. you having me on. All right, that's Mike Goddard, WRLB in Lewisburg, as the Greenbrier West Spartans. Go uh, Spartans. That's Cavaliers. Great. Cavaliers. Yeah. Thank you. I deserve that. I deserve <laughs> you it. I got a Cavaliers jersey right well, in front of me. Us, you know. I mean, I mean, good grief. And, and what's interesting, you know, you talk, you talk about, about them having a break. They, they, they had a break. Now they got another break because they don't play till, uh, next week. The first of two games against Montcalm. So I'm sure that uh, the coaching staff's going to have some nice uh, coaching time in the gym because obviously there's no school next week and. Uh, I'm sure they will get to work in the gym, getting uh, just get a little bit better. I was trying to say the Cavaliers go from Charmco to get the win tonight in Richwood, and somehow yeah. Spartans came out of there, and that was just totally wrong. <laughs> man, that was bad. Speaking of man, we'll talk with uh, man assistant coach Bill Losk in just a moment, but guys, we're way behind. We need to give you another. Well, yeah, you know what? Let's do that. Let's take a break right now. When we come back, we get a scoreboard <laughs> update, and we'll talk with Bill Lusk. Assistant coach of the Man Hillbillies. That's when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia rolls on. You're on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Every Friday night from 9 to midnight, we're the home for high school basketball in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Marshall sports journalism graduates learn transferable skills that score competitive careers. Is it time for you to get in the game? Critical thinking, communication, and commitment to accuracy are desired skills in an expanding job market. Sports journalism and sports communications careers are some of the most coveted positions in the country. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your journey today. Learn more at marshall.edu slash sojmc. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, the final edition for the year. Give us a call toll-free tonight, 855-784-6677, 855-784-6677. We want to thank everyone who has sent us scores tonight. We really appreciate that. You can send them in a lot of different ways. Of course, follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. And you can text them and email them to us. Go to basketballnight.com, and you can find all the ways to connect with the show. And, of course, we're streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. Visit basketballnight.com for video, audio, and, of course, our scoreboard. You can watch our live, high-definition video stream by going to basketballnight.com. And we're also on Facebook. 
Don't forget our poll question. New poll question tonight. And you've got till 11.30 to answer. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. Well, here we go for the 91st time on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We're not too awful far from that one. triple digit. All right, we'll get that scoreboard update in just, in just a second because I need to set it up here real fast. Bill will have the girl scores for us. Joe will have the girl scores the for boys. us. Boys scores. Let me try that again. Boy. Bill will have the girl <laughs> scores I need the yeah, I'm This is not here. Friday the 13th. No, and, and then Joe will have the boys' scores, and then we'll talk about our standout athlete of the week, and we'll go back to the phones to Bill Lutz. We'll do all that as we go along. But first, it's time for another check of the basketballnight.com scoreboard. Looking for scores, look no more. Visit basketballnight.com. Bill, you have the girls' scores tonight. I do. First off, in the James Wood Holiday Tournament, it was Jefferson losing to Riverside, Virginia, 45 45- 238 Mountain Ridge Tournament. University Hawks uh, get a win over the host Mountain Ridge team, 63-35. Scott beats a Point Pleasant tonight, 45-235. In the Ripley Tournament, it was Shady Spring beating Polka, 57-32. And uh, Lewis County Tournament, the uh, Braxton County Eagles winners over the Bridgeport Indians, 46-42. In the Ritchie County Tournament tonight, Valley. Uh, falls to Lincoln County, 75-38. It was Petersburg beating Oak Glen, 67-61. Down in South Carolina in the Low Country Invitational. Nice win for Cabell Midland. They beat Berkeley, South Carolina, 61-50. In the Undues Tournament up in the uh, Wheeling area, it was Magnolia beating Charleston Catholic, 42-29. Marietta Shootout. Uh, South Charleston knocks off the Fairland Dragons of Ohio, 61 255 in the Strasburg Rams tournament. It was Stewart's uh, draft Virginia beating Hardy, uh, East Hardy, that is, by a score of 63 to 16. Another uh, score from the Ritchie County tournament. Cameron nips Ritchie County 37 to 36. It was Grafton beating Weir this evening 52 to 44 in the Mario tournament up in Parkersburg Catholic. Pocus, Pocahontas County knocks off Herbert Hoover. 47 to 33. Huntington St. Joe uh, undefeated now 9 and 0. They beat Spalding, Georgia 72 to 44 into the third quarter. Uh, St. Albans uh, beating East Fairmont 39-27. This game is being played at Sissonville. Another final from the Undues tournament up in Wheeling. Billsville, Ohio loses to Wheeling Central 52 to 50. Philip Barber a loser to Frankfurt tonight, 76-33. And it was the Big Reds Parkersburg falling to Kingsport, Tennessee. Final score there, 41-37. Joe? Taking a look at the boys' side of the scoreboard, the University Hawks had their first loss of the season. On the road in a big tournament against Millennium, Arizona. They lost that game only by two points, 65-63. It was the Bridgeport Indians picking up a win today over Riverside, 65-40. It was the Elkins Tigers picking up a win over Frankfurt, 
54. The Lincoln Cougars knocked off the Scots Gawks this evening, 56-53. Charleston Catholic, the Irish, picked up a win over Sherman over in the Armory in Raleigh County, 65-39. More of those tournament games from uh, the Little General Battle of the Armory. It was Greater Beckley Christian picking up a win over Princeton, 76-51. T.C. Williams out of Virginia gives the Westside Renegades their first loss of the season, 76-58. Shady Springs, another big win tonight over George Washington, 54-51. Patriot High School out of Virginia picks up a win over Wyoming East, 60-54. It was the Logan Wildcats falling to Woodrow Wilson, 72-64. Pendleton County, the Wildcats pick up a win over Moorefield, 52-37. 52-37. Petersburg picks up a big win over the Union Tigers, 83-30. Lincoln County picks up a win over Harmon, 72-35. Ritchie County, the Rebels pick up a win over Doddridge County, 54-46. Clay Battelle, big winners tonight over Gilmer County, 82-44. Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsley, High School out of West Virginia picks up a win over Winfield in a close one, 61-58. Hedgesville over Colton County, South Carolina, 60-49. John Marshall picks up a win tonight. The Monarchs over Buckeye Trail, Ohio, 75-69. Buffalo Bisons pick up the win over Work County, 61-59. Wheeling Park winners tonight over Musselman, 61-42. Freedom, Virginia, picks up a big win over Spring Valley, 74-44. The Washington Patriots fall to 1-2 on the season as they fall to James Wood High out of Virginia, 58-48. And a close one, Martinsburg picks up a win over North Stafford, Virginia, 78-74. Hundred, the Hornets, picks up a win over East Richland, Ohio, 58-32. St. Joe, the Irish, picks up a big win over Portsmouth, Notre Dame, 67-41. It was Oak Glen falling to Madonna, 53-50. The Hillbillies pick up win number four and remain undefeated as they pick up a win tonight over Pikeview, 75-45. The Dots of Polka, big winners tonight over Cardinal Conference foe Mingo Central down on Minor Mountain, 57-49. Notre Dame, Fighting Irish pick up a win over Tucker County, 71-42. Bluefield, winners tonight over Oak Hill, 74-56. It was Parkersburg. The Big Reds falling to Parkersburg South, 70-52. Ravenswood, winners tonight over St. Mary, 60-56. Greenbrier West, the Cavaliers in that big win tonight over Richwood, 75-41. Webster County goes to 4-0 on the season. Winners over Roan County, 73-68. The Van Bulldogs fall to Tug Valley tonight, 66-32. And the Class AA defending state champs, Chapmanville Regional Tigers pick up a win tonight over Mount View, 77-34. And that's a look at your basketballnight.com scoreboard. Thank you very much, Joe. And with us now is Wesley Steele as... He's going to introduce us to this week's standout athlete of the week, Haley McClure of Greenbrier East. And 
Wesley, she's really good at putting the ball in the basket. Absolutely. She's scored 40 points in two consecutive games earlier this season, one against Riverside, another against Bluefield. That game against Riverside, she actually scored more than Riverside did as a team. Riverside scored only 39 points that game. And a highly decorated player as well. A lot expected of her coming into this, her senior season, after being named first-team All-State twice already. She's been a, a fixture on the All-State list. Yeah, it was named first-team All-State her sophomore and junior season. It was also named All-Tournament team at state tournament last season. So a lot of accolades she's received. And that girls' basketball team of Greenbrier East, a perfect 7-0, and getting ready to play Pleasure Ridge Park out of Louisville, Kentucky tomorrow. Uh, can't ask for a better start, though. Absolutely. I mean, there's only three AAA teams undefeated at the moment, uh, Willing Park, Cabell Midland, and Greenbrier East. And Greenbrier East has not only won all those games, they've had the best offense in the state of West Virginia for a girls' team scoring six more points per game than any other team, regardless of class. And the Spartans are a perfect 7-0. and She plays for the governor. He's her head coach. She is Haley McClure of Greenbrier East. Wesley now has more on our standout athlete of the week. Legendary Chicago Bulls and Los Angeles Lakers coach Phil Jackson claims the strength of the team is each individual member. The strength of each member is the team. This symbiotic relationship shines through this week's standout athlete of the week, Haley McClure, because as she makes her team better, in turn, the team makes her better. After leading her team to a state tournament semifinal berth last season, the accolades rolled in for the Greenbrier East star as McClure was named to the all-tournament team to go along with her earning first-team AAA All-State. Instead of resting on her laurels, McClure is starting the 2019-2020 season on fire by posting consecutive eye-popping 40-point outings that featured 15 combined three-pointers. Remaining humble, McClure credits her scoring acumen to her teammates' abilities to help her get open shots within the flow of the game. It really just comes. My teammates really set me up on the floor, and that's really why I scored 40 points. They scraped those games because of them. McClure and her teammates support a perfect 7-0 and record, all while posting a prolific 80 points per game offense that leads any girls team in West Virginia, regardless of class. McClure's cousin, Portia Taylor, says that the lofty accomplishments achieved so far may be exceeded due to the work ethic this Greenbrier East squad possesses. They have a great group of girls, and if they all continue to work together and striving to be perfection, they can go all the way. Along with being a three-year starter on the basketball court, McClure has been a three-year letter winner in volleyball. During her recently completed senior season, she received All-State Honorable Mention. McClure claims the conditioning necessary to play volleyball also serves as preparation for the basketball season. Volleyball and basketball conditioning are a lot different, but getting in shape for volleyball just helps me get in shape for basketball. Even though they're two different kinds of shape, it really helps it become easier through the season. It helps my vertical, my speed, all of that. Outside the gymnasium, McClure is involved with several additional extracurricular activities such as being treasurer of HOSA Future Health Professionals, as well as memberships in National Honor Society and Junior ROTC. Inside the classroom, McClure has accrued a 3.87 GPA. Her cousin Portia Taylor claims her GPA is impressive considering her loaded schedule. She keeps up with her studies, um, doesn't have any problems, their travel, come back late. From sports and she still has time to get her work done and, and pay attention to her studies and she's in groups, clubs and she's very active in school. 
Upon graduating from Greenbrier East, McClure suggests she will continue her education at Coker University in South Carolina, where she plans to play college basketball after signing her scholarship offer. She will begin her pre-med major next fall in preparation for a desired career in sonography. However, before the curtain falls on her high school career, McClure intends to remain a strength for her team, just as she will draw continually from the strength of her teammates. This time around, she is seeking a state championship berth that eluded the Lady Spartans this past season. For Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, I'm Special Correspondent Wesley Steele. Thank you very much, Wesley, and let's go right back to the phone lines right now. Man, 4-0. Hillbillies continuing to stay undefeated? Is that right? I'm right on that. That's right? what I'm showing. That's what I, I believe. Yeah. That, is, that is a fact. And you know who enjoys an undefeated <laughs> Man Hillbillies team is our good buddy Bill Lusk, assistant coach of Man High School. Coach Lusk, another win tonight. Yeah, 4-0. Uh, four I think it's the first time, uh, I would say, probably around my junior my junior year, which was uh, 96, 97, or the 97-98 school year, uh, we went to AA uh, semifinals that year in the playoffs, and uh, or in the state tournament, I should say. And uh, tonight, the the main thing was a you know a, a great start to the first quarter, twenty two four. Pikeview made a run at us, cut it to twelve, uh, going into halftime. But twenty five third or twenty five seven third quarter really put the put the game on ice and sets up a big showdown next Saturday uh, at home with uh, the Logan Wildcats. And it's been it's been a while since we've uh, defeated Logan. I think it's like two thousand two, two thousand three season. So, uh, hey Bill, we're, you got really but you got, you've got a week to get ready for the Wildcats. Yeah, we uh, we're going to actually hit uh, hit the practice court Monday. We gave them uh, we gave them tomorrow off, and of course SSAC rules prohibit you for practicing on Sunday. So we're going to go uh, five days starting Monday, uh, getting uh, getting ready for. Getting ready for Logan, and unfortunately, we'll have to uh, practice at the uh, middle school gymnasium because they'll be uh, they'll be cleaning the floors and waxing it for us, and uh, we won't be allowed back on it until next Saturday. So uh, it's it's going it's going to be a challenge uh, working on a smaller court because we're not you know when we work on the press and stuff and things that Logan will do, we won't have a, a full high school court high school court to our advantage. Hey, Bill, we're coming up on a break, but real quickly, what's the difference between last year's team and this year's team at Man? Uh, the difference is the the work that the kids put in over the summer, and uh, you throw in Peyton Adams to the mix, uh, the Logan High School transfer. He's come in and done a phenomenal job for us running the point, and the kids are feeding off his you know, all his positive energy. Uh, Austin Ball has really stepped up his game, took it to another level. Jeremiah Harless had 16 points tonight for us. Uh, Ryan Cozart with 11. Hunter Anderson with 10 off the bench. And we've just got different guys that are stepping up and having, you know, they're they're having a blast. And uh, we contribute that back to the, the summer and the fall workout periods that, uh, that the kids went through. It's a good time to be a – Part of that Man Hillbilly basketball program. I'm sure all the alums are very proud as well. 4-0 and back in action next Saturday when they host the Logan Wildcats. Bill Lusk, assistant coach of the Hillbillies. Always a pleasure, buddy. Uh, it's, been, it's been a blast, and we're looking forward to, 
next Saturday. Uh, I, I think Coach Blevins told him, uh, Katie barred the doors because it's, it's going to be jam-packed next <laughs> I, week. And I get the call of the game to boot. Yeah, so. there you I go. I say, you, you, better, you better get there earlier. You just might not get a seat. Right. Just don't tell the fire marshal there's a game going <laughs> yeah, on. It's really... <laughs> yeah, JV game starts at 530. <laughs> <laughs> Full Bill, house for the JV game, folks. There, there you go. Bill Lodge, <laughs> assistant coach of Man High School. Bill, happy new year. Happy New Year, guys. All right. We certainly appreciate Bill, and we're going to have to step aside right now and take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Alan Smothers. He had the call on Stadium Network of the University game with Millennium. That was in Myrtle Beach. The Beach Ball Classic. Looking forward to that. Also, Super Dave, Dave Morrison, SuperDaveSports.com, will join us. You know he's had a bunch of basketball to witness today and throughout the week. All that and more with Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism at Marshall is serious, and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more today at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. It is our final show of the year. We want you to join us online, on Twitter, or you can text the show. You can call us toll-free at 855-784-6677. 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup text the show 304-249-4924 304-249-4924 and of course go to our website check out the scoreboard find out how you can connect with the show at basketballnight.com and a lot of people have just connected with the show on twitter at hoops underscore roundup including ashley smith amelia cole don smith caden Tracy Dempsey, Stephen Marshall, Jason Stewart, Volleyball 2020, WV Impact 2021, Peyton, Jeff Swisher, Potomac Valley Phenoms, School of Champions, DD, Shane Braden, Drake Keckley, and Mark Trump. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. So glad to have you back with us here on Basketball Friday night in West Virginia, halfway through episode three of season seven of this really fun program to be a part of. We hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoy bringing it to you. Always have a good time with that. Our reach here at Basketball Friday Night is uh, fairly large. We, 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 you know, the Rolodex is pretty thick. And it keeps growing. <laughs> it does. It most certainly does. 
And uh, part of that uh, can be attributed to why we can go to the man who called a game today between Millennium Arizona and the University Hawks down at the 39th Annual Beach Ball Classic. Alan Smothers joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. He had the call on Stadium Network. And, Alan, fantastic ball game tonight between two schools a long way apart. Yeah, but two schools were ranked number one in their respective states. And uh, it was a pleasure for me to be back in my adopted home state of West Virginia, <laughs> as I've said. And uh, I, I love doing it. I did uh, the university's games last year. Came down here. The Two of the four games they lost all season long were here at the Beach Ball Classic last year. They bought the majority of their team back. And doggone if they didn't. Uh, just about pull it off. They were down by 14, actually 13, uh, midway through the second half and fought all the way back, even without the shooting of Caden Matheny tonight. Uh, he started off hot, hit uh, two of his first three three-point shots from way downtown, scored their first 13 points. Uh, he led the game. He was up uh, on Millennium 13-6. to six. Uh, early on, but then Millennium's length got to uh, University a bit. Although, uh, interesting stat, uh, University out-rebounded Millennium for the game 40-35, to and uh, Matheny just cooled off, and he usually gets a lot of help from K.J. McClurg. Problem is, they could not find the range from the free-throw line. Shot 38% from uh, free throws. They were 5 of 13, and I think that was the difference in the ball game. Had they not missed so many free throws in the second half, they would have probably had a working margin. It would have been a close game either way, but they wouldn't have had to have a miraculous comeback uh, to win the game. But a two-point loss is nothing to sneeze at against a team that's ranked number one in the state of Arizona. And Millennium, the Tigers from Goodyear, Arizona, just in the, uh, the Phoenix area. And we know the competition, this Beach Ball Classic is spectacular, but what, what is it like when you see these two teams that are not familiar with each other but can play at a high level, play such a, such a well-played, even at times sloppy with the free throw shooting, but still just such good basketball against each other? Because their coaches are so great. I mean, I, 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 and I don't mean that to be uh, you know, overly praising of of the coach but uh, joe schmittle at university is tremendous and he's got a lot of help you know his his assistant coaches were he was an assistant too uh at university for several years and then ty Edmondson, the uh coach for millennium has been to five state championships he's won three so these coaches matched wits tonight for sure and as you said um at the end of the game, kids are going to do crazy things. And Millennium allowed University a little bit to get back in the ball game. But uh, I said at the end, just as you said, things happen and the coaches, you know, capitalize and they, uh, they counter one another. And these two coaches tonight just did remarkable work. I mean, I've seen – uh, basketball here at the Beach Ball Classic for 30 years. And we had a team from Baltimore came in today and took out the number 14-ranked team from California, Harvard-Westlake. And nobody had heard of Baltimore Poly. And Baltimore Poly beat 
Harvard Westlake like a drum. Um, so uh, I said at the end of the game, these first-round games between teams from opposite ends of the country, you have no way to scout them uh, unless you can find some kind of film online and rosters or stats or something, which is rare. Uh, so these first-round games are basically you go in blind, and the coaches make the difference, and this was quite a coaching matchup tonight. I love Coach Smittle and Coach Edmondson. Uh, we're just, you know, they, they, they did their job tonight, and the kids uh, just, you know, right at the end, it's a, a mistake here, a mistake there, and that was the difference in a two-point ball game. Alan, uh, a lot of people uh, that know high school basketball, know about the beach ball classic, and uh, know about the history of it, uh, you know, but uh, there are others maybe not so uh, familiar, but really, this event, and, and of course, Coach, Mike Dan, or Coach Dan D'Antoni was right there from the start, uh, putting it together uh, is he created it, he created it and, and really this is kind of like the granddaddy of, of all these big holiday high school tournaments it seems to me it is I mean uh, that the one in Las Vegas was started earlier but it went uh, out of business about three years ago so if you talk about the longest running national Christmas tournament it is the beach ball classic 39 years uh, Danny who is my best friend. Uh, I, I love him like a brother. And he brought me into the event in the 10th year, uh, 1990. And I was his assistant coach on the bench with him for 15 years uh, during the event before I started calling uh, the games on the radio. That advanced to Internet, and now we're on national TV. Uh, and it kind of started, you know, as a dream of Coach Dan Tony's to get more uh exposure for his players at Socasty High School. He brought in Christ the King the first year. They won the event as a national. We had like four local teams and four out-of-the-area teams, and it's grown to uh, as many as we've had, as many as 32 teams here at one time, but it's 16 now. We've had some of the best teams ever. I was just talking to Coach Schmidl before the game tonight. It, my association with West Virginia, besides uh, with Dan D'Antoni, uh, began when uh, Tex Williams brought Nitro to the beach ball with Brett Nelson uh, many years ago. And uh, and John Dickensheets, God bless him and rest his soul. Uh, John and I struck up a great friendship, and he helped me get to West Virginia along with the D'Antoni family. And so uh, I miss John dearly. And uh, but uh, Tex Williams and uh, and again besides Coach D'Antoni and and the, the Nitro people and then I got in close with the Polka folks who have come down a couple of times. They came to the beach ball, won back to back state championships in West Virginia under Alan Osborne, and now Coach Smittle is trying to do the same. Come to back to back beach balls, go home maybe with a loss or two, but uh, go back home and and run it out to a state title. I, I think they got a really good shot at it to go two for two. Alan, correct me if I'm wrong, but you worked in radio in the Huntington area about 20 years ago, right? Yep. In 1998-99, I was with, uh, helped out with uh, the Thundering Herd Network, and uh, God bless the folks over at the uh, radio station in Huntington. Uh, they've been so good to me all, all through the years, and that's how I know Bill Cornwell when he uh, texted me tonight and but I, I, I still love that place. I love getting up there 
three or four times a year. In fact, I'm coming back up middle of January and uh, to, to stay with Coach D'Antoni and uh, love herd basketball. But, yeah, I was with the Thundering Herd Network for a couple of years, finished my degree at the University of Charleston. And, uh, but uh, Mike Kurtner, I think he felt sorry for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, I, 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 love my, I, I love the state of West Virginia and the people that I've run in contact with up there dearly. So, as I say on the air, it is my adopted home state. I consider myself an adopted West Virginian. And I will tie this all together right now. In the summer of 1999, Larry Conley held a broadcasting camp in the press box of Jones C. Edwards Stadium. It was then Marshall Stadium. You were one of the people who helped with that camp. A 16-year-old Ryan Epling was in that camp. And so now we bring it back full circle that I have you on our radio program. Well, they tell me around here, because I've been broadcasting since 1986 in Myrtle Beach, except for the two and a half years that I went to the great state of West Virginia, uh, that I'm kind of the godfather of broadcasters in this area. I am old, yes, uh, but I have given a lot of people a lot of starts in the sportscasting business, and I'm happy to have been uh, a part of yours. There you go. Alice Mother, Stadium Network. He had the call of Millennium Arizona's win over University tonight at the Beach Ball Classic in Myrtle Beach. Alan, thanks so much. We've got to step aside and take a break. When we come back, we will talk with our standout athlete of the week, Haley McClure of Greenbrier East High School. We'll also talk with Dave Morrison, SuperDaveSports.com. He's had some really good basketball to see, to talk about tonight. That's all when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. We want you to become part of Basketball Friday Night and be part of the family. Follow us on Twitter. We'll make sure to mention your name tonight at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Tweet us with your team scores. Give us comments on your game at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Big shout out to some of our latest Twitter followers, including Frank Isaacs, Lorianne Smith, Christy Winters, Justin Zimmer, J.C. Dalton, David Deal, Lucal Rose, Finn, Barstool Elkins, Logan Clayton, Joss Lewis, Mark Trump, Drake Keckley, Jane Brown, Dee School of Champions, Potomac Valley Phenoms, Jeff Swisher, Peyton, West Virginia Impact 2021, Ball Ball 2020, Jason Stewart, Stephen Marshall, Tracy Dempsey, Caden, Don Smith, Amelia Cole, and Ashley Smith. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Go to our webpage, basketballnight.com. You can call, text, tweet, and email. Join us on the phone tonight. Share your team's game. 855-784-6677. 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. You can text the show. Text us your scores and comments to 304-249-4924. 304-249-4924. And, of course, go to our website, check out the scoreboard, find out how you can get connected with the show. 
at basketballnight.com. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, 1047 on the program. And we're not going to waste any time. We're going to go right back to the phones to Sean Ballard, head coach of the Scott Skyhawks boys team. And Joe, I'll turn this one over to you. All right. Uh, coach, uh, he's first-year coach, 3-3, three and three, and uh, lost a heartbreaker on the road at Lincoln tonight. Tell us about the game, Coach. Yeah, we came up to Lincoln for their Christmas tournament up here and came up a little bit short tonight. We They, they got a good squad. They they do a lot of really things well. They defend well, and we just we, we played pretty good, played hard. Um, we just struggled to put the ball – put the ball in the hole tonight we we probably missed about 15 to 20 shots in the paint right around the rim and just just couldn't seem to get it to go in tonight on the flip side they come to madison i believe next friday next saturday and uh, hopefully you can yeah, get a yeah, revenge yeah. Uh, let's talk about your team a little bit uh, you've got a couple leaders there in jagger bell and john john hamilton and and real quickly hamilton uh, broke uh, the thousand point mark uh, last week so just tell us a little bit about your team yeah, so, you know, it starts where you said with John and Jagger. Um, two, John, like you said, just broke the 1,000-point mark last week, and Jagger's closing in on that number as well. Um, two really high scores. They've been been very big scores and played big roles for our team the past past few seasons. Um, and this year, you know, they, they kind of got a little more responsibility, having to pick up some effort on, on the defensive end. And, um you know, we're kind of learning our roles and buying, buying, everyone's buying into their new roles right now. And, you know, like I said, three and three start, we kind of got off to a little bit of a rough start, lost a few heartbreakers, but we seem to be getting better. And, you know, like I said, it starts with those two there, but we've also got another core of seniors. Um, Gavin Cooper, point guard, um, started last year returning. And then we've also got a couple big men who, who've been on the team, but haven't played significant mark, uh, varsity minutes. And then we got a few sophomores that that are, have really stepped up and developed and are contributing quite a bit at the varsity level now. Unlike a lot of teams, over the holiday they get uh, a long break. You guys are are playing right through the holidays. You're uh, you're on the road uh, up in the Shinkston area playing Lincoln, uh, and then that tournament. Then you've got uh, Lincoln coming back. You've got Lincoln County High uh, coming up. Then uh, Polka, very talented team there. Uh, Talk about the schedule, you know, over the holidays. How is that? Is that a good thing to continue to play? Yeah, I think you know, especially right now, you know, it, early in the year, you've kind of got to get that game experience and get yourself in some of those situations to see where you need to improve. And you know, these first few games, like I said, we've had some disappointing losses, and we we expected to be off to a better start than what we have been, but. I think that we've learned something about ourselves from each of the games we've lost and it gave us an opportunity to really grow and continue to improve and build upon the things that we know now. And, you know, like you said, we, 
tough loss tonight, um, but we turn around and we're right back at it tomorrow. We play Elkins up here in Lincoln, and um, next week we've got back-to-back games with Lincoln County on Friday and then Lincoln High again on Saturday. So hopefully we'll we'll get an opportunity to get back at them um, after after tonight's disappointing loss next Saturday. Three and three, Scott Skyhawks. Back in action tomorrow against Elkins. Coach Sean Ballard, thanks so much for joining us, and good luck tomorrow. Thank you, guys. All right, then again, that's head coach Sean Ballard of the Scott Skyhawks boys basketball team. Let's go right back to the phone lines. This week's standout athlete of the week is a senior at Greenbrier East High School. She is the leading scorer for the Lady Spartans, has two 40-plus point games already this year and has been on the All-State list all three years of her high school career to this point. Once as a second-teamer, twice as a first-teamer. She is Haley McClure of Greenbrier East High School. Haley, welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Hi, thank you. I'm honored to be on here. We know that you're probably going to have to get some sleep here soon with a a big game coming up tomorrow down in Jupiter, Florida. First off, uh, long bus trip. Yeah, 19 hours. <laughs> What'd you do to pass the time? Um, slept. We sang a bit. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a long trip, no doubt. But uh, obviously, to a very nice place too. And uh, just tell me a little bit about your your game today. Um, the team we played, we started out pretty quick on them. They were an overall good team, but we just our defense brought us that win. And that was a win today over Santa Lucis, Florida, 80-57, to the final in that one. Haley, uh, you've had two 40-point games already this season. There's people in their career and they never had a 40-point game. You know, uh, when, when you have a game like that, is it just one of those situations where it just feels right or just things just kind of come your way? You know, t- talk about the, the what goes into having 40-point games, and you've had two this season. Yeah, you know, it's just putting in that work and – I was just really feeling those games. I just went out there, and it happened. This year being your senior season and already having been a two-time first-team All-Stater, how has your role with this this team changed over the past couple of years when you you go from, you know, obviously a a, a scoring leader and so forth, but to a leader on and off the floor? Um, I guess I just became a leader throughout the years, and now that I'm a senior, I feel like my role as a leader has become larger. And what are you looking forward to after graduation? Um, I'm looking forward to going to college at Coke University and playing basketball there, so I'm not done yet. Haley, what's it like to play for the governor? It's interesting. We get a lot of... um, I don't even know what you call it. He's a great coach, a great governor. We get to go to the mansion and stay the night, and just all the things he does for us is great. Haley McClure, standout athlete of the week, Greenbrier East High School. Lady Spartans are 7-0 and and take on Pleasure Ridge Park from Louisville, Kentucky, tomorrow in Jupiter, Florida. Haley, once again, congratulations. Good luck tomorrow, and uh, go ahead and wish you a happy new year as well. Thank you. All right, that's Haley McClure of Greenbrier East High School. Nice. 19 hours long. Nin- time. 19, hey, I tell you what, I mean, uh, it, 
I, I like the idea. That, you know, they got a little bit of sleep, a little, a little bit of singing. That, that's pretty good. I, you know, I can that, remember when I was in high school, we went to Richwood for a football game. I didn't think we was ever going to get there, and I really didn't think we was ever going to get back home. And it was only about a four-hour bus ride. In a school bus. Yeah. Well, that, that, that was that makes a difference, adventure enough. Yeah. Well, that's, um, you know, what are you going to do about it, though, right? <laughs> but, but, you know, these new buses, I mean, they've got Wi-Fi, TV. Yeah. There's a lot to do and, to keep your, you know, to keep your mind and, occupied. And, I, and believe me, knowing the governor as I, as I do, and he's always uh, had nice uh, – Transportation for his teams, and I'll I'll say this: they didn't go to Florida on the school bus. They went down <laughs> there. And, they went down there in a nice First bus. Yeah. I'll guarantee you that. I'm looking forward to that game tomorrow for them at Pleasure Ridge Park. Uh, the Lady Panthers out of Louisville come in with just two losses on the season, uh, seven seven and two thus yeah. far. Uh, their only losses were to Dixie Heights and Bullet East. Those names won't really mean anything to anybody here, but PRP is a, a well-known school. PRP is a well-known school in Kentucky basketball ranks, both on the boys' and girls' side. So, believe me, uh, you're playing uh, a significant uh, player kind of in, in the Kentucky uh, high school basketball ranks when you take on PRP. And uh, that, this will be a good test, but uh, we got a lot of confidence in the the, uh, the uh, Spartans and Coach coach the governor in, in what they're able to do and it gives these you know boys and girls you know an opportunity to travel to go to places that they've never been before you know we kind of talk about that in some of these tournaments even in state but you know being able to travel and go that far from home uh over the holidays it, it's a great experience yeah. and they make memories they'll you know they'll have cherries and, for a lifetime and they're in a really nice place jupiter is a nice community just a little bit north of uh, miami and, and, and you know this is this is me just my own two cents on it but uh it's more convenient to fly places obviously most of the time but you miss all the stuff in between yeah (laughs) and and, you know if you haven't made that trip before you know it's different parts of the country that you get to see and get to drive through and it's just you know obviously if you're in a hurry and you're wanting to go to a destination then you would want to air travel but there can be a lot of fun if you had it i've been on a 15-hour bus trip before and that was only to get to the airport (laughs) wow uh, I, okay. Marshall Sof- yeah, ten, ten, <laughs> okay. ten years ago, uh, Marshall Softball played in El Paso in the conference tournament, but they were flying out of Houston, so we bussed from El Paso to Houston. It was 15 hours. Okay. We left at 11 o'clock Mountain Time, yeah. arrived at 3 o'clock Central yeah. Time, and flew out at 6 o'clock the next morning. Yes, Texas is that big. Yep, didn't it even takes that state. long. Didn't leave the but, but you get the bond. I right. mean, that, that that's a big part of these trips. Right. And, and I can honestly say, I was... I, I, I saw basically every inch of I-10 in, you know, in, uh, in Texas. And it's fascinating. And just those little things. I, I like that. But again, if I were that age, that would be an awful long trip again. It's a long trip for anybody. 19 hours on a bus. Good luck with that. Hour three of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Coming up on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. This is high school basketball's voice in the Mountain State. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And we're streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. Visit basketballnight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard and 
Go to our affiliates page, and you'll find all the great radio stations that carry Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, including many of our great affiliates all over the state. Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington, 90.7 FM, WFGH, Fort Gay. You can also hear us on 104.1 FM, WVXS in Romney, 92.5 FM, WZAC, Madison, Danville, Charleston, Power 92 Radio, 92.3 FM, WYRC in Spencer. You can also hear us on 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC in Matewan. 105 KQV, WKQV Cowan, 105.5 FM, and heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM, 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV and Fisher, the Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY in Moundsville, 92.5 FM, WTHM LP, Ravenswood, Ripley. Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG in Middleburn. Talk Radio, WRNR Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits, 106 WHFI Linside, 106.7 FM. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Looking to take some classes but not sure you can make it to campus? Marshall offers a wide variety of online classes that fit your needs. Visit marshall.edu slash muonline and register today. Marshall offers more than 200 online courses, and undergraduate and graduate majors offered exclusively online. Are you waiting for the perfect time to get your degree? Now's the time. Visit marshall.edu slash muonline, where you'll find that Marshall is the right fit for you. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit basketballnight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. It's 11.01 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. We will go to Dave Morrison of SuperDaveSports.com in just a moment. But first, we owe you a scoreboard update. So let's get another check of the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Looking for scores? Look no more. Visit BasketballNight.com. You know what, gentlemen? You guys have been so good to do this. I'll lead off with the boys' scores, and then we'll have Joe do the girls' scores. Final score tonight from the Beach Ball Classic. Millennium, Arizona from Goodyear, just outside of Phoenix, defeats University 65-63. University had a shot to tie or win at the end, but it was blocked as time expired. Bridgeport picks up a win tonight. The Indians defeat Riverside 65-40. That was in the Lewis County Tournament. Elkins, a 56-54 win tonight over Frankfurt. Lincoln defeats Scott 56-53. Both those games in the Lincoln Hoops Classic, both of them outstanding ball games tonight. Charleston Catholic in the Little General Battle for the Armory. 
M. Beckley defeats Sherman 65-39. Greater Beckley Christian, a 76-51 win over Princeton. That's a Princeton team that was 5-1 and and had just beaten Bluefield. They lose tonight to Greater Beckley Christian by 25. T.C. Williams of Virginia, the Titans, defeat Westside tonight. 76-58. We'll hear more on that game in just a moment. The Shady Spring Tigers get a win over George Washington. Final score from Beckley, 54-51. That sets up a big game tomorrow with Shady Spring and Woodrow. Wow. All right. Also tonight, Patriot High School from Virginia defeats Wyoming East 60-54. So Virginia schools getting the better of the Wyoming County schools tonight. Woodrow Wilson defeats Logan 72-64. It was Pendleton County, a 52-37 victory over Moorfield. Petersburg gets its first one of the year as the, as the Vikings defeat Union 83-30. The Lincoln County Panthers get a win tonight over the Harmon Panthers in the Ritchie County Tournament. Final score, Lincoln County gets the win 72-35. It was Ritchie County, a 54-46 win tonight over the Doddridge County Bulldogs. That game also part of the Ritchie County Tournament. Clay Battelle goes to 6-0. The Seabees defeat Gilmer County 82-44. It was Tigers Valley's Bulldogs, now 4-0, after defeating Paw Paw tonight, 77-53. Also in boys' high school basketball action tonight, it was Berkeley Springs, 66, Northern Garrett, Maryland, 45. Lindsley Academy defeats Winfield in overtime. Final score, 61-58. The Wheeling Central Maroon Knights pick up a big win tonight over Trinity Christian, 81-49, the final score in that one. Hedgesville defeats Colton County, South Carolina. 60-49 is the final. The John Marshall Monarchs are 3-2 after defeating Buckeye Trail of Ohio, 75-69. Buffalo is 2-2. The Bison defeat Work County, 61-59. It was Cameron, 54. Payton City, 43. Also tonight, Wheeling Park, 4-1 as the Patriots defeat Musselman, 61-42, 61-42, big win on the road tonight for the Patriots. Also tonight, Freedom High School of Virginia defeats Spring Mills, 74-44. The Wayne Pioneers go on the road tonight and defeat Hannon by a final of 91-54. It was James Wood, Virginia, defeating Washington, 58-48. The Martinsburg Bulldogs pick up a 78-74 win over North Stafford High School from Virginia. Also tonight, the 100 Hornets, 58. East Richland, Ohio, 32. Huntington St. Joe Central Catholic High School defeats Portsmouth Notre Dame of Ohio, 67-41. The Madonna Blue Dons are 4-1 after they pick up a win over Oak Glen tonight, 53-50. Man is a perfect 4-0. The Hillbillies defeat Pikeview tonight, 75-45. Polka gets the win on the road. They go to Minor Mountain and defeat the host Mingo Central Miners by a final score of 57-49. Polka now 5-1. Notre Dame is 3-2. The Irish defeat Tucker County 71-42. Bluefield bounces back from that loss to Princeton with a 74-56 win over Oak Hill. The Parkersburg South Patriots defeat Parkersburg tonight 70-52. They'll be at Spring Valley tomorrow, will the Patriots. Ravenswood is 3-2. The Red Devils defeat St. Mary's 60-56. Greenbrier West 4-0. The Cavaliers 75. Richwood 41. Webster County remains unbeaten with a 73-68 win over Roan County. 
Tug Valley defeats Van tonight, 66-32. And the Tigers of Chapmanville Regional defeat Mount View, 77-34. On the girls' side, it was Buffalo Gap, Virginia over Moorfield, 52-48 in the Strasburg Hardwood Classic. It was Greenbrier East. They go to 7-0, knock off Santa Luces, Florida in a tournament in Jupiter, 80-57. Berkeley Springs knocks off Hancock, Maryland, 55-31. Riverside, Virginia picks up a win tonight over the Jefferson Cougars, 45-38. Richwood, the Lady Lumberjacks over Liberty Raleigh, 48-30. In the Mountain Ridge tournament, it was the Lady Hawks of University picking up a win over Mountain Ridge, 63-35. The Scots Gawks, under first-year coach, uh, a new new coach, they pick up a big win over Point Pleasant tonight, 45-35. In the Ripley tournament, it was the Ripley Vikings over the Lady Capital Cougars, 41-39. Shady Springs picks up a win in that same tournament. 57-32. 57-32. Kiara Richmond had 22 points and 7 rebounds for Shady. Webster County picks up a win over Roan County, 73-68. It was Bridgeport falling to Braxton County, 46-42 in the Lewis County Tournament. Lincoln County picks up a win over Valley Wetzel, 75-38 in the Ritchie County Tournament. Petersburg winners tonight over Oak Glen, 67-61. Kevin Midland picks up a win over Berkeley, South Carolina, 61-50 in the Low Country Invitational. Magnolia winners tonight over Charleston Catholic, 42-29. South Charleston, the Lady Black Eagles over Fairland, Ohio, 61-55 in the Marietta Shootout. That game actually went to overtime. East Hardy falls tonight to Stewart's Drafts, Virginia, 63-16. Cameron picks up a one-point win, 37-36 over Ritchie County and the Ritchie County Tournament. Grafton, the Lady Bearcats over Weir, 52-44. It was the 100 Hornets picking up a win over East Richland, Ohio, 40-36. Pocahontas County winners tonight over Herbert Hoover, 47-36 in the Mary O Tournament. Huntington St. Joe winners tonight over Spalding, Georgia, 77-42. St. Albans, the Lady Red Dragons over East Fairmont, 49-30. Tulsa, the Lady Rebels pick up a win tonight over Chesapeake, 54-50. It was Wheeling Central winners tonight over Billsville, Ohio, 52-50. Frankfurt, the Lady Falcons, big winners tonight over Phillip Barber, 76-33. And Kingsport, Tennessee picked up the win tonight over the Lady Big Reds of Parkersburg, 41-37. And that's a look at your basketballnight.com scoreboard. You know the crew in the back is doing a fantastic job of getting all the scores on a given Friday night when our music bed runs out before we can give you all those scores. <laughs> that's that's a good job. There's the only 88 the games on tap tonight. So yeah, exactly. Between so, the boys and the girls. And certainly they do a fantastic job of keeping on this. You know who else does a fantastic job of keeping an eye on high school sports dave super dave that's no right doubt. dave morrison super dave sports.com he joins us here on basketball friday night in west virginia there we go getting an entrance befitting of a superhero <laughs> and that's what that is it's superhero music not, <laughs> not royal music <laughs> 
I just like to let the bed play out here. There we go. All right. That's, that's, the, part where, that's the part where I jump off the building and my cape is slow. <laughs> and you swoosh through town, right? Yeah. yeah. And I swoosh. Does he have <laughs> to, to cover high school but, basketball? But does he have Lois Lane under his arm? That's the only question. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No, actually, her name's Angie. I better say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, was exactly. going to, I don't think her name's Lois. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Dave, um, tough night for the Wyoming County Schools. What a fascinating night for them in basketball as well, hosting two Virginia schools. Yeah, yeah it really was. Uh, you, uh, well, I got a chance to see uh, T.C. Williams, which is remembered better, maybe best as the school of Remember the Titans. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are coached by former West Virginia standout star, Hall of Famer, Gerald Prue, who was a teammate of Herbie Brooks, who is the assistant coach at uh, Wyoming East and, of course, holds so many of the scoring records here in Wyoming County now uh, and a state tournament record, as you guys know, with a 50-point game. We don't see a whole lot of those anymore. But, yeah, chance to see T.C. Williams and another school patriot uh, Westside was up first, taking on T.C. Williams, and uh, actually the, the uh, Renegades got out to a very good start. They were by 13 at one point uh, early in the second quarter, but uh, they kind of they kind of ran out of gas, and they, they were they were with T.C. Williams most of the way till uh, it was 51-51. I think 10 seconds left in the third quarter. It ended up 76-58, so you could kind of see how the fourth quarter went. They ran out of gas, but I actually thought it might be a uh, but there have been people there that disagree with me. I thought Jace Colusi of uh, Westside was the best player on the court in the first half. He finished with 20 points in that game. And uh, you know, he told me they were a little nervous on the bus ride over to Wyoming East tonight. Like, you know, they'd heard a lot about T.C. Williams. Biggest school in Virginia. They've got 3,900 students. I'm not sure there's that many people in Wyoming County now. But uh, I think there are. But between the two <laughs> schools, there's only a uh, not much more. But there's, there's, I think there's 1,100 students in Westside and Wyoming East combined now. Um, so you can see what they were going up against, the 6A school, and, and stayed right with them. So Sean Jenkins, the Westside coach, very happy. And in the second game, and these t- games will be switched uh, tomorrow night, so the Wyoming, the Wyoming County teams will be playing the opposite teams from tonight. But the second game was Wyoming East against Patriot, and the same thing. And Wyoming East was in the game the whole way. And I, I actually, I'm kind of shocked that Wyoming East did not win that game uh, against this Patriot team. Uh, the Patriot just solved their three, uh, two, three zone, uh, late and probably in the last three or four minutes of the game. They finally figured it out and were able to, um, get, get a few consecutive baskets and win that game 60, 54. So, uh, you don't see it very often, but, uh, Wyoming East and Westside boozing on, uh, the same night tonight. And for Wyoming East, uh, you know, and I know you're more familiar with it than most, but that's a team that has to feel like they are so close. They lost the first game of the year in overtime to Bluefield. Another loss uh, by two last week in the Country Roads Holiday Invitational to Henderson Collegiate out of North Carolina in that tough loss today. This is a team that's not far away from being undefeated. Well, yeah, I mean, and only really by by a few points, and uh, one overtime down at Bluefield, and they were uh, just a missed three pointer, very very closely missed three pointer by McQuay Cannon from being Henderson Prep. And I talked to Derek Brooks about that very fact, and and 
he's a guy who's always high on his own team. And he said, we, we need to win one of these games. You know, we're, I think we're better than all three of the teams that are now beating us. And that would be Bluefield, Henderson, Prep, and, uh, of course, Patriot tonight. And, uh, you know, those are our bigger schools in, in every respect, including, I think, even Bluefield is bigger than they are. But uh, you know, he just, what they need, and I don't want to say a signature win, because Wyoming certainly, over the course of their history, has several <laughs> signature wins. But they need a signature win this season. They, they need to get one of these. And they'll have another chance tomorrow night. And... uh and then they'll take on T.C. Williams, and Westside will play Patriot at uh, 5.30. Wyoming's following T.C. Williams at 7.30. And, uh, and yeah, I know you guys have ran across this score. What, what about Shady Spring, what they're doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They won tonight over George Washington for the Tigers. And that, that sets up the matchup that everybody wanted to see around here. I wrote something this morning on Super Day Sports, but just as the people want to see – Woodrow Wilson against Shady Spring, and they're going to get a chance to to see that tomorrow. These schools um, only a few miles uh, separate, and they don't play very often in basketball. So this is an opportunity and, and a real opportunity for Shady Spring to make a statement in the county. Yeah, I think they've certainly made a statement around the state, but in the in Raleigh County to make a statement, you're going to have to beat Woodrow Wilson, and they'll have that opportunity tomorrow night. Is that going to be one of those games you better come and watch? Uh... Uh, it, or get there early yeah. to, to to find a seat. You better come at the it's an eight o'clock game and the and the tournament starts at uh, two o'clock <laughs> with uh, and then four. There are a couple of constellations two and four, so you you better get there at least by the four o'clock constellation game because there's a lot of talk and and Greater Beckley plays before that uh, as well against I think the playing Notre Dame it was replacing Charleston Catholic in that tournament. Catholic couldn't make it back the second day. Um, so they'll play Greater Beckley will play Notre Dame so it's two pretty good championship games in the battle for the Armory up in Beckley and it uh, that might be the first sellout uh, or close to it in the Armory in quite some time and Dave, at least since the okay. Wyoming County teams played up there in a tournament yeah those, I don't know about fully packed out but that's always big crowds when Westside and Wyoming East have played there in the past right. and, and some very meaningful games. And, and Dave, I know you've, you, you've watched a lot more basketball than just today. Anything else stick out to you over the course of the past week? Um, trying to think because there was Christmas in there. Um, <laughs> yes. Basically, what, what the, after I, it, it was a, when I was ready for basketball <laughs> by about the time the, the meal was finished. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but I, I do know that uh, Wyoming East girls basketball will be without Sky Davidson now for uh, probably it could be as long as a month. Her dad texted me today and said that she's got an ankle injury again, so she's going to be out for Wyoming East, and uh, that certainly doesn't help when you're going up against tomorrow. They go to Parkersburg South, which with a very young team, and it'll give this young team a chance to see what they can do without their one true star in uh, Skylar Davidson. So that should be a, an interesting follow tomorrow. Dave Morrison, SuperDaveSports.com. He covers Region 3 like no one else. Dave, always a pleasure. Yes, I appreciate it. My pleasure, fellas. All right, and Happy New Year in advance. And happy New Year to you guys, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds right. good. Dave Morrison, SuperDaveSports.com. You know, 
in Region 3, in that area, in Wyoming County, all the way down to James Monroe and Monroe County and, and Linside, uh, a lot of times, you know, some of the larger schools are right along the interstate, but you gotta, you got to do some traveling to, to get to see these games. So we certainly appreciate all the work that Dave does to cover high school sports. This is the Mountain State. Yes. And sometimes you got to go around mountains. You can't go over it or through it. <laughs> There's no straight straight line to get anywhere. No, nope. we've probably got more mileage of roads than we do square miles, and it's not because it's just, <laughs> just the it's, terrain. It's just the terrain. That's the way it is. All right. So we've got to step aside and take a break. When we come back, our resident referee, Bo Anderson, will settle in. He's only been on hold 11 minutes. Can we get? Can somebody else call in first? <laughs> this is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Marshall University sports journalism major offers students the opportunity to develop skills in the exciting areas of print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features terrific skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on experiences that not only expose the students' work to the public, but also to sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback. Marshall Sports Journalism majors cover our 15 varsity teams in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, or video. Hands-on, real-life experiences come through Marshall student-powered media, the Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and MUTV, as well as communications campaigns and off-campus internships. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more today at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Join us on Twitter. We welcome all our new Twitter followers this week. Thank you very much for that and also all the info on all your games. Don't forget to join us in our poll question. You've got till 1130 tonight. This week's question, do you think that schools should be able to move up in classification under the new four-class system? Give us your vote, yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com to vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. Again, you got till 11.30, 11.45 tonight. And, of course, we'll share the results. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. It's 1121 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville with you. Final Friday of 2019 on this December 27th. New Year's resolutions. Before we go to our resident referee, I quit making them years ago because I never stuck to them. <laughs> it was always, you know, to cut out, you know, be healthier, you know, try to, you know. Nah. See, I, I've kind of, I've adopted the motto of why wait till the new year to start something. Start so now. are you on a diet now? Not really. No, no, <laughs> okay. no. I haven't changed anything. Oh, okay. but <laughs> I'm just not going to use the new year as my uh, right. placeholder. 
Bill? Absolutely nothing right now. I got nothing. I got nothing. May may think about something before we get to uh, next Wednesday. Well, let's go to our resident referee, Bo Anderson. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. My New Year's resolution is to only yell at officials who are on TV while I'm sitting (laughs) at home. That's my resolution for the year. That's a good one. Which means you're in trouble, Bo. I don't know. Is Bo ever on TV? Oh, he's been on TV. Bo is made for TV. Bo Anderson with us now. Bo, welcome to the program. Hey, uh, Ryan. You know, I thought that uh, you were my friend until that comment you made right before the break about hoping somebody else called in for me. And, you know, I don't know now. I tell you what. Hey, you know, you were only on hold for 11 minutes. Tonight. You're the marathon man. Yeah. I know. That's why I'm getting smarter and calling in later. <laughs> it only took Bo about five or six years, but to he's on to us. <laughs> yep. All right, uh, Bo, I'll just toss it out to you, kind of an open, uh, open floor here. Uh, anything that you've come across over the past week that, you know, the people who read the fan manual might not uh, – might not understand why something happened the way it did. Sure, I've had I've had some I've had some stuff. I'll I'll do part of it tonight. Uh, I had a game where uh, a team uh, made a shot with about two or three seconds to go in the game. Uh, by the time the clock was stopped, there was two point one. I called a timeout after they made the shot, and it was. They were already out of timeouts, and they knew it. Um, and so they cut the lead to one. They called the timeout. And, of course, after the timeouts, over, you have a technical foul for excessive timeouts, a team technical. But what I couldn't get the bookkeeper to understand is we have the timeout first, and then we'll come out and shoot the technical. She's she was all confused, and I said, you can buy as many timeouts as you want, and when you get done with your timeout, the other team's going to get two shots in the ball. And you can also decide whether you want it to be a 30-second timeout or a 60-second timeout. That's, that's up to you. When you come back, you obviously will be waiting for the other two teams to shoot two shots, take the ball out of bounds to midcourt uh, opposite of uh, the scores table. Uh, so a lot of people don't understand that they get their time out, regardless of how many they want to take after their maximum that they get of 360s and 230s. And this team did that, and, you know, everybody's yelling, and the coach says, I know I've got a technical coming for a team technical for excessive timeouts, but what do you want me to do with the game be over? Well, just so happens. <laughs> The team missed both of the free throws for the technical. Then they threw it inbounds, and the team fouled quickly with 1.4, and they only made one of the shots. They missed the second one. They got a rebound and took a dribble and threw up a shot from three-quarters court that nearly went in. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, they almost won the game on account of taking an excessive timeout. Um, another thing uh, I'll talk about is uh, I- I'm not sure <laughs> – I don't know where everybody, when they get out of a timeout, they come out after the game, the fourth quarter's over and we're in overtime. Yeah, every time the players line up going the wrong way. <laughs> you go the same way, 
that you were going to go when you took the ball to the basket in the fourth quarter. You're still shooting towards your bench in the second half, and overtime is an extension in the fourth quarter. So we always have to get those jumpers in the right direction because they always, for some reason or another, they either don't know which way they're going to go or they don't understand. You keep going to the same basket you were in the third and fourth quarter. Uh, so a couple little uh, tidbits there that, that always happen that you have to get straightened out. And, again, the timeouts, it was just really confusing to the bookkeeper because she didn't understand that we still had to take the timeout. But I wanted to ask about uh, something that I've seen that's uh, been called, actually, uh, in college games this year and see if it's, it's an issue on the high school level, and that is guys taking flops. Um, you know, the new college rule is you get warnings, and then uh, after the, you exhaust your warnings, you get teed up. It's a one-shot technical. Uh, have you seen that as being a problem, maybe in a copycat fashion, among some high school players? Well, there's, there, well, we've always had a rule. Now, you know, usually we might talk to a player, but a player who fakes being fouled by rule, it's a technical foul. And it's two shots in the ball in high school. We don't have any one-shot tacticals. All tacticals are two shots. But we already have that rule in high school. If we have someone who fakes getting fouled, uh, we can call a technical on them. Are we going to run out and do that every time somebody goes to the ground? No. Uh, if, if we see fit that someone continuously goes to the ground and we're looking at them and they're not being contacted, then, you know, most generally, if they do it once, you know, they're trying. And you know, I had a player tonight that was trying to take a, a player control foul, but just decided they wanted to go a little early, <laughs> and uh, left about uh, fell down about six feet short whenever the guy was coming. But uh, you, you, you know that uh, those things happen, and, and you know, players anticipate getting hit. Uh, that wasn't necessarily faking it; that was trying to get an offensive foul, and just didn't happen. Uh, but we have that rule, Bill, where a player faking being fouled uh, in the rule book in Rule 10 uh, under the, the uh, fouls and penalties is a technical foul. Hey, Bo, on, uh, when, when you deal with coaches, I mean, you know, they're ragging you. Uh, when you come down the floor, they'll, you know, they'll holler at you, hey, did you not see that foul? Or uh, how, how far do you let a coach go before you actually team up? Well, you know, some coaches, they know how to come across, and some coaches don't. Uh, first thing I, I, I don't want a coach doing to me, because I'm not going to do it to them, is not yell at me. If you want to talk to me, you talk to me. Uh, secondly is, you know, everybody's got a different level of tolerance. Uh, second, second thing is, you know, if you're just, if it's every play, you know, if it's constant, then pretty soon, what the coach is saying is meaningless because that means, you know, we're, I know we're going to miss a few, but we're not missing as many as that coach is, is saying that we are. <laughs> uh, it, it becomes, it becomes a thing of where, you know, once they start, uh, and, and again, I'm not going to mention names, but for the first time, and it didn't happen in this state, but the first time in 37 years of officiating, I had to uh, run a coach a couple weeks ago. Wow. And uh, the coach just wasn't going to let it go. One of the tees happened in the first quarter. One happened in the third quarter. And just wasn't going to let it go. And uh, I didn't want to do it. 
But, you know, you leave me no choice. You know, if you're going to try to embarrass me or continuously try to show me up, you know, I'm a human being, you are. I don't need to take it, and I'm not going to let you give it to me like that. And so you're going to go. I mean, uh, I've been fortunate over my career. I mean, it's the first time I've ever had to do that in a high school game and end up with, you know, giving both tactical fouls. But, you know, most of the a lot most of the veteran coaches uh, will, you know, they know when to draw the line. And they know they've had you enough. They know how to deal with you. They know how you're going to deal with them. Uh, they know, hey, tonight this guy's not going to take anything. They know next night this guy's going to take a lot. You know, I mean, every official has a little different level of different talks. And also goes along with the coaches, uh, knowing the coaches, you know. I, and I've been fortunate over the years, uh, you know, I've been thinking about this when it turns 2020 next week, and I, then I work a game next week. This will be my fifth decade of basketball that I've been involved in and refereeing. You're getting old. So, you know, I've been in five different decades of basketball starting in 1983. So, uh, you, you know, it, it's uh, interesting to think of it that way, but – you know, run into a lot of coaches, and everybody's got different styles, you know, officials and coaches, and sometimes you get somebody you don't get along with, whether it be the official not getting along with the coach or both, uh, the coach not getting along with the official, and, you know, you, you know, Joe, you just have to try to handle it the best you can and hope for the best. I think that's about all you can, uh, <laughs> all you can do, yeah, that, that, and that really is. I mean, I understand that, you know, sometimes a, a coach will feel that, uh, a call has gone uh, not the way that they wanted it to or the way that they thought it should have, but I, I've yet to see an official go, okay, you know what, Coach, after we talk this over, you're right. I'm going to change. I've never seen that. So, uh, yeah. Maybe after they watch game film, yeah, but not, not at the time. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or after, just after the game, maybe well, they have second thoughts on it. Well, I had a, I had a coach one time tell me uh, in the game in the morning, he said, you know what, I hate to miss this. I hate to admit this. But, you know, after you guys do one of my games, and, you know, I may think a few things, but after I watch the game on video, you guys are better than I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I'm glad to hear That's that. great. Uh, Bo yeah. Anderson. Oh, yeah. Bo but, Anderson. You know, it, Go ahead. I, I, I was just going to say, you know, all, all the coaches have different styles, and, you know, some of them it's easy. Uh, some of them it's tough. Uh, I will mention one more thing. Uh, my game today, and I'll do this with the team's name because I had the game, and I want to say something positive. Um, I had the uh, Harmon and Lincoln County uh, boys game in the Rich County tournament, and I will say that I, I sent in a special report on the way home on my phone for both teams because they both had class, uh, both uh, teams, both players, coaches, the fans. Uh, it was a dream game to work. Um, everybody showed class. Everybody helped everybody out. If somebody was to foul somebody and knock them a little off bounds uh, for both sides. And uh, so I, I appreciate games like that and, and always like to because there are very few of those where you can actually say that, unfortunately. But today was one of them. So I, I want to applaud both teams. And I, and I did send in a special vote to Parkersburg on their behalf. Good deal. There you go. That's Bo Anderson, our resident referee. Bo, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us tonight, and have a happy new year as well. 
You guys do the same. I'll be talking to you next Friday night, and all you guys have good holidays, and uh, yeah, we'll get back with it, and I've got plenty more to come. Sounds good. That's our resident referee, Bo Anderson. That almost sounded like a threat at the end there. Okay, but, thanks for the warning. Yes, thank you. For the warning. Our crew in the back is, is always just... thinking, always coming up with something. Let's have a side take a break. When we come back, we will give you one more scoreboard update. And then we'll start to wrap things up. We've still got cause time tonight. And we've also got, uh, you know, our poll question. We've got a lot to do yeah. still. So let's regather for a moment. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Big thank you to all of our radio affiliates all around the state of West Virginia. We want to thank Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. We also want to thank Ann Romney, WVXS Romney, 104.1 FM, 92.5 FM, WZAC, Madison, Danville, Charleston. Also, Power 92 Radio, 92.3 FM, WYRC in Spencer. 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC, Make One. 105 KQV, WKQV, Cowan, 105.5 FM, heard in Braxton County, too, on 106.9 FM. 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV, and Fisher. And we're also on the Valley's Watchdog. In the northern panhandle, 1600 AM WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM WVLY in Moundsville. We're on 92.5 FM WTHM LP of Ravenswood Ripley. Knights Radio, 91.5 FM WRSG in Middleburn. Talk Radio, WRNR Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. And we're on Classic Hits 106 WHFI Linside, 106.7 FM. In Charleston, 95 The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston, 950 AM. In Logan, The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM, 1290 AM, WVOW in Logan. We want to thank all of our radio affiliates throughout the Mountain State carrying Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. is high school basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 11.37 on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling alongside Bill Cornwell and Joe Linville. The coach, Rick Marone, had a game tonight. Before we do the scoreboard update, uh, Bill, I know that, that game tonight between Tulsa and Chesapeake, Ohio. Um, Tulsa's in southern Wayne County, and the game was played, though, at the old-slash-new C.K. War Memorial. Yeah. 
Exactly. Uh, which is uh, in Canova, which is in the northern part of the county. It was actually a much closer trip for Chesapeake. It, yes, it was. But uh, interesting story behind that game. Yeah, Tulsa and Coach Marone's uh, ladies won that game 54-50 tonight. But the interesting part of that game was that building was built back about 1950-51 as the Cerrito Canova War Memorial. And uh, it uh, has been a, kind of a mecca for basketball in the Cerrito Canova area for years. And uh, uh, it, it actually was the home for Cerrito Canova Wonder Basketball in the 50s and the early 60s till they built a new gym at the school. So uh, they've used that as a community center since then. But uh, in recent years, they've done almost $400,000 worth of renovation there, and including a brand spanking new basketball court. And the game tonight between Tulsa and uh, Chesapeake was a – Rededication or a dedication of that court, and it was dedicated in honor of a gentleman who was on the board of, of the War Memorial for many, many years, a banker in uh, the Cerrito area, Mr. Floyd Stark, and his family were there to uh, uh, kind of uh, mark the dedication of the Floyd Stark Court, appropriately named for him. And, of course, the significance of it was you had uh, Rick Marone and his Tulsa Rebels, uh, Lady Rebels, and, of course, Rick attended Cerrito Canova, and he was going against another guy, uh, who went to Cerrito Canova in uh, Chris Ball, who is the head coach at uh, Chesapeake. So you had two CK kids coaching in that CK War Memorial building there as they rededicated in that. And, and, and it's a neat building where they fixed it up. And it would be nice to see maybe some more high school basketball in there. You know, I was just thinking, um, if they wanted to, Spring Valley still has access to the three high school gyms, except for well, no, the Cerrito Canova gym still there because it, 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 it was is. not torn down with the rest of the it's, school. It's, it's, so it's, the Wonder Dome still there. So actually, is. they've got they have access to four gyms. The the Bison Center, they're actually, Bison Arena, they're is actually, nice. There are actually two gyms at Buffalo. There's yeah, the old gym. Yes, yeah, and Bison Arena. And, yeah, and Bison Arena was only ten years old when the school was closed. So I mean, it's it's still fairly new. And it was built about the same time that Rebel Arena was down at Tulsa. But it was. then the, the gymnatorium, gymnatorium at uh, Vinson, Don Nor- uh, the Gary Norris Court, the Gary, Don, the Gary, Gary Norris, Norris and Don Smith. Don Smith Gymnatorium. There we go. I knew I'd mess that up. I know the two people involved. I went to their basketball camps growing up, Joe. And uh, <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> but yeah, I just wonder how much of a and, it would be for for Spring Valley to maybe try to play a game a year. I why mean, not? You know, just great a great idea. Just a thought. Just take them around all three I, of the I, feeder schools. I know who to talk to. So yeah, it's just an idea. Maybe next year. Yeah, I mean, there you go. We're coming up with great ideas that we don't have to deal with the logistics of here at Basketball <laughs> Friday Night. Just put them in somebody else's it's, mind. It, this is kind of like the major leagues playing those, uh, playing that game every year in Williamsburg, Williamsport. Yeah. The <laughs> Little League World like Series. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, there's a lot of history in those three gyms. And growing up in Wayne County, you, I think you, know, you and I understand those gyms in particular. And Joe, growing up in Boone County, I, mean, I know that the, the, you know, the courts, the, the schools, the gyms, all mean a little something more if you grew up in that area. Exactly, but when you really, you know, you talking about you know the the Boone County area, really basketball was you know I think a little richer just a little south in Logan and Mingo County, you know, with the uh, the Williamson uh, Armory or not the Armory, but the Memorial Fieldhouse, yeah. and of course you know the Willie Acres Arena on the island there in Logan. I mean. Wow. And, uh, and it's almost half the McCoy shootout time, and we'll get a chance to talk a bit more about 
One of my favorite places was the old Williamson Fieldhouse, which I think is still one of the coolest buildings uh, in the state. Uh, it was a. It always really impressed me. That it was almost like a mini version of the Memorial Fieldhouse in Huntington. Right. It was just almost. And they're doing some work on it and doing some improvements they, yes, in there too. Outstanding. So. You know, another one of those neat little places, and then we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back and wrap the show up. The, one of those neat little places is the Woody Williams Armory in Fairmont hmm. with the stained glass windows. The big stained glass windows high. in the end zone. Yes. That's it's old a, school. It is a fascinating uh, visual just to see that. And, and it's just it's really a lot of fun. And I know. I, we go, we're going to do a scoreboard. You just wait a second. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're actually going to step aside right now. We'll take our final break. We'll come back with the scoreboard. We'll have cause time, poll question. We'll wrap this baby up with basketball Friday night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Thanks for joining us tonight for our final show for the year. We'll see you in 2020. Coming up, cause time. Big thank you to our many radio affiliates throughout the Mountain State. Can't mention them all. Can't get them all in one break now. Thank you to 90.7 FM WFGH Ford Gay, WVWP in Wayne, 101.1 FM, 104.5 FM WASBLP in Huntington. Tune for you, Yap Radio, 101.7 FM WYAPLP in Clay. And of course, we're on the greatest oldies of all time, 98.5 FM, 101.5 FM WQAZLP, Edmund Beckley. We're also on the ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD in Hinton. Streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. Visit basketballnight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night Scoreboard. You can watch our live high-definition video stream by going to basketballnight.com. All it takes is just one click to watch. And you can listen online with any computer or mobile device by clicking the Listen Live tab. We want to thank you for being part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia all seven seasons. And, of course, we want you to join us on Twitter. Shout out to our latest Twitter follower, Ashley Smith. Thank you, Ashley, for joining us tonight at underscore hoops.com, at hoops underscore roundup. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 11.45 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We've got so much left to do. We've got our scoreboard update. We've got cause time with Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal. We also have our poll question so we have to do all of that and we don't have a whole lot of time to do it so let's just jump right in with another and final check of your basketballnight.com scoreboard looking for scores look no more visit basketballnight.com i'll start out with the girls scores tonight 
It was Buffalo Gap, Virginia, defeating Moorfield, 52-48. Greenbrier East defeats Santa Luces, Florida, 80-57. And if I mispronounced that, I apologize. Berkeley Springs defeats Hancock, Maryland, 55-31. It was Riverside, Virginia, defeating Jefferson, 45-38. The Lumberjills of Richwood defeat Liberty Raleigh tonight, 48-30. University picks up a win over Mountain Ridge, Maryland, 63-35. The Scott Skyhawks defeat Point Pleasant tonight, 45-35. It was Ripley, a two-point winner over Capital, 41-39. Shady Spring defeats Polka, 57-32 the final in that one. Also tonight, Braxton County is 8-1 as the Eagles defeat Bridgeport by a final of 46-42. Lincoln County defeats Valley Wetzel, 75-38. It was Petersburg, 67. Oak Glen, 61. Cabell Midland remains unbeaten, defeating Berkeley, South Carolina, 61-50. It was Magnolia, 42. Charleston Catholic, 29. Also, South Charleston's girls are 5-1. The Black Eagles defeat Fairland, Ohio, 61-55. It was Stewart Strap, Virginia, over East Hardy, 63-16. Cameron, a one-point winner over Ritchie County tonight, 37-36. Grafton, 54. Weir, 44. That's 52-44. Grafton wins it by 8, 52-44. 100 defeats East Richland, Ohio, 40-36. Pocahontas County, 47. Herbert Hoover, 36. Huntington St. Joe defeats Spalding, Georgia, 77-42. St. Albans, 49. East Fairmont, 30. Tulsa defeats Chesapeake, Ohio, 54-50 at the CK War Memorial. Also tonight, Wheeling Central defeats Bellsville, Ohio, 52-50. It was Frankfurt, 76. Philip Barber, 33. Parkersburg Catholic, 71. Liberty Harrison, 31. 75-31. Parkersburg Catholic gets to win 75-31. And Kingsport, Tennessee, Comes back in the fourth quarter to defeat Parkersburg, 41-37. On the boys' side, Millennium of Arizona knocks off University, 65-63. Riverside falls to Bridgeport, 65-40. It was Elkins over Frankfurt, 56-54. Lincoln knocks off Scott, 56-53. Charleston Catholic, 65 over Sherman, 65-39. It was Greater Beckley Christian, 76. Princeton, 51. Westside falls to T.C. Williams, 76-58. Shady Spring picks up a win tonight over George Washington, 54-51. Patriot of Virginia knocks off Wyoming East, 60-54. Woodrow Wilson knocks off the Logan Wildcats, 72-64. Pendleton County over Moorefield, 52-37. Petersburg picks up a win over Union, 83-30. Lincoln County over Harmon, 72-35. Doddridge County falls to Ritchie County, 54-46. Clay Battelle winners tonight over Greenbrier, or Gilmer County, rather, 82-44. It was Tiger Valley over Pawpaw, 77-53. Berkeley Springs picks up a win over Northern Garrett, Maryland, 66-45. Lindsley over Winfield, 61-58. Wheeling Central over Trinity Christian, 81-49. Hedgesville over Colton County, South Carolina, 60-49. Montcalm winners tonight over Craig County, Virginia, 55-44. John Marshall winners tonight over Buckeye Trail, Ohio, 75-69. Buffalo, the Bisons over Work County, 61-59 in a close one. Cameron winners tonight over Payton City, 54-43. Wheeling Park. Picks up a win over Musselman, 61-42. Freedom, Virginia, 
over Spring Mill, 74-44. The Wayne Pioneers, big winners tonight over Hannon, 91-54. James Wood, Virginia, over Washington, 58-48. And a close one, Martinsburg knocks off North Stafford, Virginia, 78-74. The 100 Hornets, winners tonight over Richland, East Richland, Ohio, 58-32. St. Joe, the Irish, over Portsmouth, Notre Dame, 67-41. Madonna winners tonight over Oakland, 53-50. The Hillbillies go 4-0 over Pikeview, 75-45. Polka winner tonight over Mingo Central, 57-49. Notre Dame over Tucker County, 71-42. Bluefield, the Beavers over Oak Hill, 74-56. Parkersburg South winners over Parkersburg, 70-52. St. Mary's falls to Ravenswood, 60-56. Greenbrier West, the Cavaliers over Richwood, 75-41. Webster County winners tonight, they go 4-0 over Roan County, 73-68. Van Bulldogs fall to Tug Valley, 66-32. And the Chapmanville Tigers winners tonight over Mount View, 77-34. That's a look at your basketballnight.com scoreboard. Take a breath. You can go to basketballnight.com. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup. Uh, we will get all those scores out to you each and every night as best we can throughout the course of this high school basketball season. And one of our favorite parts is to see what you think about things at home. So Wesley still joins us once again. Now he has our poll question tonight. So last week's poll question was, do you think the school should be able to move up in classification under the new four-class system? And with the final results in, 70% of you said yes, and 30% of you said no. This coming week's question is, do you think high school basketball games should be played in four quarters or two halves? You can go to basketballnight.com to cast your vote. Thank you very much, Wesley. And we bring that up because some tournaments, uh, kind of the showcase events, and the Beach Ball Classic, which her uh, university is in right now, uh, they play halves, 16-minute halves, instead of quarters. And it's just it's different. It's just a different uh, gotta way to get, do it. Got to get used to it. You're not getting the built-in breaks that the guys are used to between quarters. And so um, that certainly affects maybe uh, your substitution patterns as a coach and just maybe the way you just um, look at your personnel situation altogether in a game because you're just not getting those built-in breaks. It's time for the sideways horns and thumbs up. Yeah. That means one thing. It's cause time. time here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. It's a new day. It's a new life for me. And I'm feeling good. Fresh off vacation. We know Rick Kozlowski's feeling good. I didn't think reporters were allowed to take vacation. <laughs> what is, what's a vacation? <laughs> Rick. I am technically still on vacation. Oh, okay. well, welcome in. I have, I, I have so much time off, and I have to get it in before the new year. Exactly. So I won't be going back to work until the second. I'm off to the so, sixth, yeah. so you know I won't rub it in. I'm off till Monday. <laughs> uh, hey, Cos, before we get into any basketball, uh, I just want to know if they've. Uh, gotten over the shock of uh, Dave Walker leaving Martinsburg mm. for the uh, Concord University head coaching job in football. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, well, I, I kind of broke that story, so yes. I kind of knew what was going on. Uh, you know, it's funny because <clears throat> before the state football championship game, I was in his office interviewing him, 
And I said, uh, I said, Dave, I said, uh, the Concord job is open. I said, and I know you're from down that way. And his face just kind of went like, oh. <laughs> and, 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 and we both kind of laughed about it. And, you know, and, and so, you know, I, I don't know what else could he accomplish in high school. I think it's, uh, you know, certainly circumstances allow, allowing him to go back, quote, home. His, his father passed away last, not just past summer, summer before. His mother's down there alone. Uh, I think uh, you know a, a good opportunity for him to go back home, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, you know what he can do on the collegiate level. It will definitely be interesting. Uh, Concord is a job where you can win. Garen Justice proved that uh, a few years ago. Now he's the offensive coordinator at UNLV, but uh, he proved that you could win at Concord, and, and he did a fantastic job down there. And uh, I figure Coach Dave Walker will as well. Now you haven't been to any games. You're on vacation. You'll go to enough games <laughs> before the season. <laughs> before the season's over. Well, I, I, did, I did listen to I, I did listen to a couple games tonight. Yes, tell us. And 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 the one that I think uh, maybe the most intriguing one was the Martinsburg victory in the in the Skip Fowler Memorial Tournament. Skip uh, was a longtime booster of Martinsburg football. I'm sorry, football, basketball, but mainly, and kind of it was kind of interesting. Every now and then, uh, when I'd go to uh, Mass, uh, and he was an usher at St. Joseph's, which is located near the high school. And uh, sometimes I would get there late, and he would like I would just kind of stand in the back, and he would like you know at certain times talk basketball with me. <laughs> but uh, his. Uh, his son is one of the is Dave Rogers' assistant coach, and his grandson had a couple of big baskets late in the game to help Martinsburg pull out the victory. How how neat is that? Uh, that you can't write a script like that. That's that's good stuff right there. That's the magic of high yeah, school basketball they, and high school sports. Yeah, and certainly, you know, Martinsburg was behind by like fourteen points late in that game, and. Just gangbusters. Teddy Marshall hit a couple three pointers. Next thing you know, it's five points, and all of a sudden, it's like uh, you know they feel like they can they can win this thing, and, and and they wound up you know doing exactly that. So so they haven't lost a game since the few football players who also play basketball have come back to the, the team, and you know they're on a bit of a roll. They'll play a championship game tomorrow in that tournament. Uh, Hedgesville, uh, another victory today. They're undefeated. Uh, and uh, I think Muslim lost its first game tonight up at Wheeling Park. So I think those are the three teams that uh, you know, we have to look out for over here. Uh, you know, Jefferson is getting better. And I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Nice, nice freshman ball player by the name of Will Shively, who's just, uh, just, just pouring it on. Always a lot of fun to follow high school sports in the one area of the state that's seeing just a, you know massive growth in Eastern Panhandle and, and how that kind of correlates uh, to to the athletic fields. In some ways it does, in some ways it really doesn't. But um, at the same time, it's interesting just to follow along there. And you know, Rick, it, it seems like maybe some people outside of Martinsburg 
maybe don't think as highly of this team as they did of last year's team that was undefeated and lost in the state championship game to university. But uh, with Teddy Marshall back, I, I think that's an excellent starting point. That's I don't I wouldn't want to play that team in the postseason. No, I think they they certainly uh, have have the opportunity. I think you know uh, the pressure is kind of off them. You know, last year with the undefeated season and then coinciding with an undefeated football season, there was a lot of attention. When they went out and lost the first game, I think people just kind of like, okay, well, you know, just forget about them a little bit. But, uh, you know, I think this is a team that's, that's coming along quite quite well and, and is certainly, uh, certainly very capable. Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal. Rick, enjoy the last bits of this vacation and have a happy new year. We look forward to talking to you in 2020 um, next week. And we will do that in hindsight, I suppose. Always vision is 2020. That is correct. <laughs> He's full. He is, he, he, he is just he is quick. He is so quick. You got to got to be ready to go there. Rick, thanks so much again. And, and again, uh, happy, happy new, new year. year. Looking forward to next week already. Hey, Happy New Year, guys. Have a great one. All right, that's Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal. Cause time. This is the end of the program. And the end of the year for us. But not the season, because we'll be back next week. See you in 2020. Yeah, for Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and everyone involved with basketball Friday night in West Virginia, I'm Ryan Epling. Happy New Year. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the Mountain State. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.